0: Hello and welcome to episode 109 of the Ram Nutella podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Angel. And this episode of the show is called Triforce Tryouts as we're trying out Triforce Heroes, among other things. Uh, that'll be a little later in the show, but the demo, is demo weekend this weekend. We got a chance to play it and we have our impressions of that and a whole lot more. Yep. Yep. I got to play with Nick Offerman and Michael Chiglis. Well, you got to play with a guy named Michael and a guy named Nick and your wild imagination assumed it had to have been...
1: Michael Chickless and Nick mm-hmm. Offerman, because
0: really, who else could it be? There's no one else in the world with those names, so it's a fair, it's a fair assessment. Very fair,
1: very fair. I mean, I, no one knows what it's, they're doing right now. I mean, it's true. I mean, we don't. Yeah, they could have been. They could playing, have been playing yeah. Triforce heroes I, using their own real first names, even though most people don't do that. Yeah, I mean, most people also don't do that for their Twitter handles, yet they do because they're celebrity. Ah, further proof it must have been them. There you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, before we We're begin...
0: dropping those bombs. He was the... Bomb. Literally dropping yeah. bombs because he was a bump. Yeah, I, I gotcha. Uh, before we begin real quick, I do want to mention I am a little under the weather. International travel apparently does that to you. So, uh, if I start coughing... If you I pick up my, a foreign disease? I, I have a British disease at the moment. A British virus. Not as a common cold, but over there it's like... How you say common cold as a British person? And uh, yeah, so if I like start coughing a lot or drop dead in the middle of the podcast, you'll you'll know this is the reason. I apologize in advance. So there's just a long. I mean, we will keep of the show air. going. Yeah, yeah, Jose you'll, or Angel, you'll carry it. But um, yeah, so I, I was gonna say there's a lot. It's been a little while since we've done an episode that's actually in time with when it goes up. Like the last one because I was traveling, we did prior. So this is the first one like a month. But there hasn't been a ton of Nintendo news in that time span, but there's been some good juicy stuff to talk about this episode, so we're going to start with the NX, with a new report from Wall Street Journal, we're going to talk about um, Twilight Princess HD, we're going to talk about Triforce Heroes, we're going to talk about uh, the rest of Nintendo's holiday plans, and we know that that's finalized, some Amiibo stuff, and you've been playing Cube Director's Cut, which you've been talking about on the show forever, and you finally got a chance to play it. So you'll have that later in the show, as well as some other things. So, use those timestamps for Nintendo.com, because we've got a lot to cover And I think we should start with probably the most recent news, which is what popped up going into the weekend here on Friday. Um, The Wall Street Journal's report about the new NX and what's in store when it comes out, possibly as soon as next year.
1: So... Is that usually how the calendar for Nintendo goes? Like, once um, these units start going out, it's usually due within the next, like...
0: Not necessarily. But, see, the the Wall Street Journal thing, there's many things to unpack in it. And it's kind of like, everything seems to point to 2016. But... The first thing they confirmed is like, yeah, there will be dev kits, which we'll talk about in a second, but the first thing they confirmed is what we've all suspected for a while, which it is going to have multiple form factors. It is going to have a home console form, <laughs> it is going to have a portable handheld thing, and as they've talked about it, you'll be able to use the portable one in conjunction with the home console one in some way, and then take the portable one on the go, because it's portable. So, what that actually means, who knows? But Wada was teasing that forever. We and pretty much everyone in the world speculate that must be what it is. And they're saying there's at least one, that's in quotes, at least one mobile form factor, possibly more. So, I don't know what it means, but it means we're probably not going to have game droughts anymore, since instead of releasing games for two systems, they can release games for one system and double the output.
1: That's kind of crazy, because that means that, like, essentially, like, power wise, like, it shouldn't really matter that we're getting, like, a game that looks like a 3DS game, because then, like, I mean, it would play on both just fine, I would assume. Yeah. And, I don't know. But what's interesting is, like, I don't... It would just get more. Yeah,
0: exactly. And what's interesting is we're not going to get 3DS quality visuals excuse me, more, because what we're going to see now is, according to Wall Street Journal... Nintendo's planning to put, quote, industry-leading chips into the NX. Now, they're not exactly saying Well, I mean, does that depend on the game
1: and how like fast they
0: pump out the game? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yes. Well, I guess uh, in theory, even with industry-quality chips, someone could, or industry-leading chips, someone could throw out an N64 game and be like, it runs on there. <laughs> Here you go. I mean, look at half the stuff on the eShop. It's the lesser stuff we never talked about. Like some
1: like. of the stuff on PS4 and Xbox One. Oh, yeah, everyone's guilty of it, yeah. But, I mean, um... What's that game called? Homegrow? That's not the... I don't know. It just looks like a, a higher res. No, it looks like Minecraft with more polygons, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's called. The games, I've seen that, yeah, yeah. it's called Homegrow. I already said. Oh, right. I saw how play that game from beginning to end. Pretty cool. I like how, I guess, the whole world is rendered at one time, so you, you could essentially free fall. There's, like, no low times ever. Interesting. Which in, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's kind of the logic of No Man's Sky. Well, that has other times, I think. But No Man's Sky, it's all rendering itself.
0: It's all—it's expanding itself based on algorithms and stuff. So.
1: Yeah.
0: But anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so the industry leading chips, whoever that actually is, apparently they're doing it because the NX was underpowered and third parties didn't support it. But I don't see. I think Wall Street Journal sources may be talking a bigger game than what's actually there, no pun intended, because, like, let's say it is industry-leading. That just means a very small hair above PS4 and Xbox One, and that counts. And then you're stuck with a system that's in mid-cycle, and you're back to square one in terms of, in three years, it's going to be Xbox Five and... Or, sorry, PlayStation Five and Xbox... <laughs> combine them. Yeah, there's going to be an Xbox Five. The Sony but, soft Xbox Five. But, uh... The join forces. Yeah, but you know what I mean, though? Like, in three years, it's going to be the same thing, or in two years, probably three or four years, it's going to be a repeat of the Wii U, where third parties will drop it because they're moving on to the next great thing, and the Wii U is going to be that weird, or whatever the NX is, might be that weird Dreamcast thing. And there, then there's the fact that let's say it is industry leading. Uh, Nintendo has a price threshold they do not exceed. I can't see the home console going for more than 300, maybe 350, custom inflation. I can't see the handheld going for more than 200. Industry leading. Assuming is,
1: they're not bundled, or
0: right, right. Assuming they're not bundled, which we don't know, but. Uh, uh, Even if they are bundled, more so, there's no way they're gonna have industry leading chips and sell a system that sells for $350-$400 max and have it actually be that significantly better if they're throwing two devices into the box or something like that. So, that one, personally, I'm taking with a grain of salt. But, even then, do we need much more? I mean, if you look at Yoshi Woolly World, if you look at Mario Kart 8, sure, PS4-level graphics would be like, oh, there could be more detail in the art style, but... I think we're reaching the point where Nintendo's art style is trumping what raw graphics can do. It's like, well, whatever.
1: I mean, it's just more like... They already got their art style down pat, whatever. But, yeah. I mean, with more power, they could just do more... Well, comes more responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> they could just do bigger world. Like, I mean, like I feel like Galaxy, like... I don't know, they could have probably done more with world i like, probably open them up a little more that's true
0: or like or like uh, zelda how they were talking about with zelda wii u who knows if you even like to say more where it's like the giant open fe- open world where everything in sight's reachable yeah because
1: i feel like i mean like sure like you don't need like great graphics but power i feel is definitely really important that i true. mean you're essentially like limiting yourself like i'm sure like the developers of like galaxy or many of the games felt like all right we're working with these limitations that we're making the most of them but like, what if we didn't have a limitation? Then they could just right. But sometimes
0: limitations what help make structure in a game.
1: That is There's some, a reason. There is some very creative things that yeah. came out of that limitation. I mean, part of the reason,
0: like, I feel like we had this conversation about well, well, I mean, ago, well, But part well, of the reason, like, Twitter works so well is they limit how many characters. Part of re- in terms of like, well, didn't people, they create that limitation? Or, yeah, or were they? Yeah, li- but it's still a limitation. When well, well I mean, these are forced limitations. on
1: limitations.
0: Well, true, true.
1: I, mean, I, I think they would take I mean like know. usually I would assume like most people would come up with like a big game in their mind and then they have to like break it down to mm-hmm. fit mm-hmm. into this but, I mean, it's not like these industry-leading chips are, like, <laughs> unlimited power. <laughs> they're still going to be limited. We also have no idea what that even means. Yeah. We're saying you're talking about these industry-leading chips. You know what, for, for Nintendo, it just means, like, all right, we get an even bigger Bowser for the final yeah. Bowser battle and any, and another size-quality what, Mario game. What crazy costume can they put Bowser <laughs> into this time? How many hair follicles can he have? Now, instead of two Mario's that wanted to get, like, not, they're really going to get to do 128 Mario's. Yeah, yeah. They're really pushing sweet. that double cherry in Super Mario World. Yeah, now they can actually do 128 <laughs> One thing they need to do, though, if they're serious about doubling down Total on... Total war kind of thing. It's, yeah, like, it's oh, going to be, just, just it's gonna be like, like one side Koopas and Goombas coming at you and the other side is going to be... it be like mm-hmm. that Street Pass, uh, oh, what's it called, the mm-hmm. army one.
0: The Street Pass game with Mario's way, yeah, it's just gonna be thousands of Mario's, but each one individually rendered, wow. but each, uh, <laughs> each one controlled
1: by a different person. Each one controlled by a different person, massively multiplayer
0: online Mario.
1: There you go. Isn't, wasn't that a kind of a game Mass or something on PS3? with like 256 people. Yes, uh, mag. mag Mag. Yeah, 256 people. It did not do so well.
0: Uh, what well, I was gonna say was, if Nintendo's serious about doubling down on this tech stuff, like the Wall Street terms kind of indicating, one thing they gotta do is the next handheld has to have. An HD screen. There is no excuse in 2016, which is when this thing's actually showing up, at least announced, to have a Wii U controller-style interface or a 3DS that is sub-HD. Nintendo's literally pumping out games with HD in their title, Wind Waker HD. They're literally hyping up, hey, check out what we can do with HD, and then to say, the NX does this, except if you're on the mini NX, or the baby NX, or the NX to go, or whatever they call it.
1: It'll look kind of the same, just not as good. Just not, it'll just be a little fuzzy.
0: Like, I feel like we're past the point where that's, I would say it's unacceptable, but when, when phones are starting to do 4K, which is actually a thing that's happening, Sony's coming out with a 4K phone, which is a waste of battery, but when phones are doing 4K, you cannot cut out with like a 560p screen, and expect
1: people to be like, oh yeah, that looks great. So do you honestly think they'll be bundled <laughs> separately, or together? I have no idea. Well, think like no. I'm just well, thinking. Well, like, what I, your, well, we don't what know why your gut. What, tell you? your gut not, we, I mean, I we don't know what they're doing. No, no. no
0: I mean, we all know. Yeah, my gut is it's gonna be a companion device and not for some reason. Because if it's like a companion
1: device, like, I feel like Nintendo like was always able to make them work because they bundled it. Since they kind of forced it on you, so it was like, oh, everyone gonna get that experience.
0: I feel like it's almost gonna be an iPhone iPad thing. Where it's gonna be like your home or an Apple TV iPad thing, where it's gonna be like they're running the same base code. They could play some of the same games, but they're still sort of independent. So like, if you buy the NX to go, that's what I'm gonna call it, uh, or you buy the NX Home Edition, uh, you're gonna the get NXpress. some overlap. Yeah, NX Express. <laughs> you're gonna get some overlap, but they're still gonna be somewhat independent. But their base because I mean what Iwata has said on record is they want to mimic iOS essentially. Like, they want to have one core? operating system. That's why they brought their team so together. Can I have to buy two things. things on launch day, potentially? No, because I don't think they're going to launch at the same time. I think if Nintendo was smart, Assuming they're separate. Assuming they're separate, it, what Nintendo will probably do is have one for the holiday and one in the spring. Home console for the holiday, handheld in the spring. They did it with 3DS and it launched just fine. In fact, it was one of the biggest launches ever. And then it bottomed out, but we don't need to talk about that part. But, um,
1: <laughs> but no, I just think... Like, I would it, um, solve that problem that you said, with their little...
0: Yeah, because then you can still have the separate devices, and I think think it's going to be a comparing device in that, kind of like how... I feel like Smash Bros... I know I interrupted myself like four times. I feel like Smash Bros (laughs) was a trial (laughs) run. Was a trial run. Because you have Smash Bros on Wii U, you have Smash Bros on 3DS, they are very, very, very similar content, and you can swap things between them with Amiibo, but they're also independent things. You can have one and you don't need the other, and I think that might be what NX does. The problem is, I don't know what NX's unique hook is, and I don't know I, I don't know. The fact that they're saying there's at least one mobile device really makes me think it is kind of <laughs> At least. That's literally the words Wall Street Journal used. Well, at least. Unless
1: I unless by at least they I mean like they're gonna have different like version like, well, different like memory sizes. Or like I different think. screen sizes. Oh man, imagine Excel, HD I don't mean, see one. They did, or or for the for the man on a the budget, there's the
0: Yeah, there's a
1: man on a budget. Four twenty by
0: Well no, it'd be like the three DS XL and the three DS. It'd be the NX... Express the N Express XL. <laughs> that's a lot of X's, or the, the N X Express XL, or the XXX, <laughs> okay, the Triple X, or the regular, the Double X. Uh, but yeah, I I I don't know. It's it's hard to say what the gimmick is, but I think we're going to start seeing leaks soon because you, you did kind of touch on this. But the reason this Wall Street Journal article popped up is dev kits are going out to developers now, according to Wall Street Journal. They are being briefed on it. They are getting the kits. They are making stuff for it now. And we've already seen Square
1: Enix it. For that it. sizzle reel with like half the games that we're never going to get. Or half the games that are really just ports of PS4 games. Yeah. But uh, I was we going for the Wii U where it was like, oh, here's Madden and all other things, but we never even got those. Or these were just like... No, we got the We, PC got, we got Madden at launch. Like, no, well, that, was, that was an example. I wasn't sure which ones we got or which ones we didn't. But most was, of the stuff that was promised on day
0: one, with the exception of Saints Row, I think actually... There was something... Well, Saints Row was never confirmed, now that I think about it, but Darksiders almost didn't make it. There were a bunch that almost didn't make it, but most of them came out. Even Mass Effect came <laughs> unexpected out. Unexpected partnership. What was unprecedented, unprecedented partnership yeah. between EA and Nintendo. It was, you know what was unprecedented about it? The fact that they just didn't do anything. Unprecedented. Everyone else EA actually works with. Nintendo, their partnership was, we'll back off and keep our distance. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. You raised the question at the top of this of like, do you th- like? If the, what's the turn turnover for like a dev kit? Like, if they get it now, will it be right in a year? And I have no idea. There's an analyst in the article that they quote, David uh, Gibbin, Gibson Gibbon. He's the guy that used to live tweet all of Nintendo's financial briefings until Nintendo told him not to. But um, so he's very in the know, and he was saying that this all points to between this and the soft 3DS and Wii U performance as of late it all points to 2016 being the launch year for the NX which i think is earlier than Nintendo's been saying they been saying 2017 but if that's the case it does make sense i mean 3DS is on its
1: last legs Wii U's not doing particularly well you but never thought it's be already of... on its um, fifth year then it already like around that rotation time for
0: Nintendo they rotate every 6 years yeah
1: so I actually with
0: five or maybe going no, down i think down. it's 6 these days i mean Wii U came out in 2006 Wii U came out in 2012, and Next comes out in 2016. Wait, that's only four years. Math. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Wii U's only on its fourth <laughs> tier. Oh, wow. But, well, but I mean, I think, quite frankly, in the grand scheme, of things, the Wii U's a flop. It's only like $10 million. GameCube had lifetime sales of like $23 million. There's no way Wii U's saying that.
1: But, which is sad, because it's such a great lineup. But, um... Yep. That's a lot of cool games. Well... It's always exciting getting new tech and stuff. So yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't have to wait as long. Yeah, I mean, I think next oh, year, next year's gonna better or worse, be, next
0: year's gonna be very interesting. Um, I, I don't know. It's gonna be very. First of I all, I think if, I could handle two flops back to back. Oh, hilarious. the NX isn't gonna flop. I mean, this is all or nothing for Nintendo. Well, I mean, just because it's all or nothing doesn't mean it Mm-mm. could not. Flop. I mean, they're gearing up for it already, and we're just not really noticing it. Did you notice? Did you notice that if you go to a store this holiday season, like, I can't believe I'm saying this holiday season, but we're in it now. If you go to a store, Best Buy, Target, Toys R Us, they have, I don't know about Toys R Us, GameStop, they have redone the Nintendo section completely. It no longer says Wii U. It no longer says 3DS. It is a big red box with a white Nintendo logo and some character art. They're rebranding back to Nintendo, specifically Nintendo. During the Wii and DS era, they tried very hard to have Wii be its own brand. They are backing off that hard. They are doing a 180 right now. I haven't seen them use a Nintendo logo like this in years. Like, it's literally just the Nintendo section. And if you look at the commercial for Triforce Heroes at the beginning, they flash a Nintendo logo. They haven't done that in forever either. They are pivoting, right? They're, no, I know it sounds like, oh, conspiracy theory, but think about it. If this comes out next year, and they're going to do a massive, like, move away from DS, move away from Wii U, those are toxic brands to some extent. Nothing beats the thing everyone calls video games every anyway, Nintendo. It's like the Kleenex for tissues, Nintendo, video games. So if they pivot back to that for NX, they caught the Nintendo 7, the Nintendo X, whatever, they're already starring that transition of, hey, remember us, remember our characters? Because all that artwork in stores has a big picture of Mario. <laughs> remember
1: Mario? You just bought a game for him, like three weeks yeah. ago.
0: Remember him? But no, I know it sounds ridiculous, but <laughs> but like all the artwork in the stores have Mario on it, have Pikachu on it, have a new render of links that's not even from a game that we know of. Like, they're playing the characters first, which kind of is smart, because one, Amiibo's already doing that, exposing these characters to little kids that may not know them. So they're just kind of piggybacking off Amiibo. Amiibo itself is a great marketing tool. And two, for the first time since it started this tracking in 2001, a company called Interbrands has dropped Nintendo off its internet top 100... N- no, no, not Internet Brands. Interbrands. Has uh, dropped its... Uh, it, has, it puts out a ranking every year of the top 100 brands in the world. Apple's always number one, etc., etc. Nintendo is on that list in the top 100 every single year since this list started until this year.
1: <gasps> Gasp!
0: So that's true. They weathered the GameCube days, and we're still on the list. Now they're not. Wow. And now suddenly Nintendo's like, "Hey, remember the name Nintendo, you guys?" And they're trying to get attention back to it. So, I think we're already seeing the movement back towards Nintendo for whatever NX is. Well, whatever man, they're planning with between their Between Amiibo
1: today. and Pokemon Go, they already seem pretty good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and Amiibo, like I said, helps with the marketing for themselves. Pokemon Go is a good example of their mobile strategy. But I think all of this is pointing them... They're going down the road That's towards crazy. NX like,
1: Yeah, like, I mean, with their merchandising just, like, tripling. I mean, like, besides the Amiibo, like, they still have like those World, um, those World of Nintendo that are even pumping out sometimes, like, obscure random characters yeah. that you wouldn't even expect them to come out with. Like a Shy Guy and a Skull Kid? Skull, well, they're, Skull Kid, I'm more surprised, though. Shy Guy, there's always <laughs> kind of been those. Right. And, um... Or even, like, those, um... Like, Mario and Immersion Amiibo is the retro-looking ones that aren't as... Oh, yeah. Like, like I think they're yeah. like, on not as depth in 3D, but they still kind of have that effect. Well, that... Yeah. On top of that, then they still, like, the team-up with Bandai, like, they're still pumping out, like, a bunch of puzzles. Like, they're coming right. with a Bowser, another... Wave of baddies, and then, what's that, some, no, good small companies coming out now with a Link Between Worlds link. Yeah, and then they have the Nandroid, like,
0: Nandroid, whatever those are called. And yeah, right. Well, same company, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Nandroid, yeah. yeah, the they have the Nandroid line, the Figma right. line, they, are just like Well, that us. fits in nicely with Nintendo's whole thing that they're going to start licensing more, like their ideas. No, yeah, you can yeah. definitely
1: tell it's, because it's really kind of crazy, now it's really
0: like, whoa, like, what character do I want? Yeah, That's, it's, it's an interesting pivot, because in the Wii and DS era, they were all like trying to be like Apple, where they're like the product speak for themselves. It's all about the product. It's all about the Wii. It's all about what the Wii does. Look at this technology. Look at this sleek white box. Now it's like, oh yeah, it's actually about the characters. We're more Disney than Apple. So they're completely going back to that. It's like a complete 180. And I think it's probably going to work in their favor. I mean, obviously Amiibo's working wonders for them. So, And all the IP. That's literally all they do.
1: Mm -hmm. How can we redesign Mickey this time? Like the the the, the oh, just make him the shape of a peanut and call him Choo Choo's, and I meant do that to every character ever. Oh yeah, yeah. Snoo snoos I forgot what they're Uh, record. you got I think it was the first one. Snoo Snoo, Choo Choo's. Whatever. whatever. Yeah.
0: Well, that's trying to cash in on like the Chibi thing too. It's but weird, uh, are,
1: they're so weird.
0: I know they're very strange, but yeah, it's uh, it's Nintendo's definitely pivoting right now, and I think the NX is gonna line up with this nicely, whatever it ends up being. And if nothing else, whether the NX comes out in 2016 or not. We're in for a pretty fun year because there's going to be a lot of speculation. There's going to be a lot of leaks, a lot of rumors, a lot of everything. Like when there's a new console coming out, the really most fun. To support
1: to it, you'll you'll be able to <coughs> enjoy all of it. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I mean, we're already starting to see, like, case in point that like it's the best when people are speculating like mad. Twilight Princess HD. That's one game, one game, one listing on the eShop in the year, and the Nintendo fans went crazy for it. So, I like, imagine that on a scale of like a hundred, of a nine-year-old game. Seven, eight year old game? Getting an H D remake, not just a nine year old game. No no, but when did it come out? Two thousand Yeah. So yes, nine years. Ten oh. years when the when the remake actually comes out, i assume it comes out next year. But uh which is I guess a nice pivot point to the second reported thing that happened this week that's not actually official news yet, which is that Twilight Princess is apparently getting an H D remake. How so, do you feel about that? Well first, for people that don't know what's happening, let me explain how this is apparently why this is actually confirmed without being confirmed. It all started... If it didn't already. It all started on a dark, snowy night. Uh, no, it started randomly when someone went to the eShop, dug around the back end, and found an icon for Twilight Princess and went,
1: Huh. I think it sounded like anyone could just, like, go to the eShop and dig around they the back
0: found end. It. See, I don't know how they found it, but people have access to the database for the eShop then confirmed it because they started digging through, like, uh, I guess hackers or something, started digging through what was on the server. Like, not even, like, the actual data, just the listings on the server. And they found things like... Skyward Sword, and Kirby's Epic Yarn and Metroid Other M, and Wario Land Shaken. All these Wii games are coming to virtual console eventually. It's like, oh, that's cool. And then they see Twilight Princess HD, the one Wii game that has a different name, on Nintendo's server confirmed. And it's just kind of like, oh, well, guess they're doing a remake of that. So that's that's basically what happened.
1: A list of games we hope to one day... This it reminds temporary. me a lot
0: of when the Meverse leak happened back when me was first. Oh, unveiled. the Yoshi. Yoshi. Uh, what was it called? Well, Yoshi's it was, World. Yoshi, you know. Yoshi's Island, or Yoshi the World? I don't know. Which ended up being Wooly World, and yeah. then they also had a Donkey Kong, and they had a couple other things. Yeah. But uh... but yeah, it's it, it's happening. And in terms of what was your question? I <laughs> forgot. Was it what I think of it, or do I think it will happen? So or I just go with that. What do I think of it. Well. I feel like I posed my own question now, because I had thoughts, but whatever. Well, what I was going to say is it does make sense. I think it's a smart move for Nintendo, because, like, it's going to keep the fans busy until the next Zelda comes out, whenever that may be.
1: There's another game you've already played. To yeah, but, but I
0: mean, it's not a new strategy. Uncharted, did did it like, with Wind Waker, yeah. and more to the point, Sony's doing it right now with Uncharted Collection, where they're like, oh, we're delaying Uncharted 4 for PS4, but guess what, guys? There's 1 through 3 now in better graphics. Enjoy. So, it's not unheard of. It's not Uncharted territory? It's not. It's quite charted, in fact. It's very charted. Very very charted. The cheap knockoff of Uncharted. Very charted. But, uh, plus, now that Star Fox is delayed, like, a surprise release of Twilight Princess this holiday could happen. It would be a nice filler. Wouldn't
1: it be enough by now?
0: Not necessarily. Because... In theory, they could just surprise people and put it on the eShop. It doesn't need... I don't know if they're doing a physical release, Wake but... break
1: up next morning. If they say
0: in November... They used to do that with directs all the time. When they had Nintendo Directs, they used to be like, hey, you could play blah, 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 I mean, they're smaller scale games, but they're like, you could play this right now. So what's stopping them from saying in November, hey, play Twilight Princess right now? Because the thing is,
1: we have Mario well, Tennis... I like they made a really big deal for Wind Waker. I mean, they have... Like, but this oh, one's definitely edition. a rush job by comparison, I think. And they're like, oh, here it is. Here's a picture... Freedom Hold on for a few months. Yeah, but I think this one's a rush.
0: See, that's the thing about
1: not having Direct anymore, is they just
0: shifted how they do this sort of thing. They don't have teases like that anymore. Yeah. But I think I think it could happen, because quite frankly, we don't have a AAA game this holiday. You could argue that Xenoblade Chronicles X is the big hardcore gamer game, but even that's just a niche audience of hardcore gamers. It doesn't appeal to every core gamer. Amiibo Festival? Amiibo Festival is certainly not going to appeal to every core gamer. Mario Tennis isn't, like, a deep... Ex- like, those two games people will play, but they're not, like, deep... Yeah. ...core experiences, like, casual fun. F- yeah. So they need Zeno- something. Well, Xenoblade's next year, right?
1: No, Xenoblade's December 5th, is but, December? but what yeah. I was saying is that's no, still... same thing, yeah. it's yeah,
0: still a niche audience.
1: That's definitely not a game for everybody.
0: Yeah, so... And Devil's Third certainly isn't. So... And that comes out December 10th or 11th. So, if they were sneaking sneak in Zelda, it would kind of make sense, but on the flip side, 2016 also makes a lot of sense, because, like... They need stuff for Wii U, and they're starting to have what seems like a lineup. Because you know, you could, hypothetically, this is all confirmed for next year. They could do Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games in like February. They could do Twilight Princess HD in March or April, and then Pokemon Tournament, which is now officially kind to Wii U in like May. And there you go, your whole spring lineup that's comparable to this year or two years ago. So it could Star go either Fox way. Somewhere. Oh yeah, Star. Fo- oh, I forgot Star Fox. Right, Star Fox would be like February and. Mario and Luigi could be actually there you go. Star Fox could be February, Mar Luigi could be or Mario Luigi, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games could be March. Twilight uh Tournament in May, Twilight Princess in August, or stick Twilight Princess in April, or like there's ways it could be And then it.
1: the regular Zelda.
0: If it's even coming
1: to Wii U anymore. Well,
0: if NX is a twenty sixteen game, it's Wii U Zelda's at least
1: cross platform at this point. But it was or, if NX is a twenty sixteen. But it would still system. be a twenty sixteen game, presumably. Mm-hmm. I guess there's a chance. Unless there's possibly. a big overhaul happening. Yeah, I don't know. But so I could see it. I could see it going either yeah, way. They could always out, like, oh, we apologize. They could to make the best experience possible. We just had to essentially move it to. I mean, they lir- they literally did that once before with the yeah. exact same
0: franchise. So yeah, I don't know what their best the subpar version or the slightly and better then one. they'll sell you both. And some people swear that the older console's version is better. Case in point, the GameCube Twilight Princess. Some people swear it's the better one. Normal controls, not mirrored.
1: So, mm. so there you go but uh well I, I feel like the mirror would only affect if you played one right after the other it's like oh it's like Mario well, Kart mirror mode well yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know how many people are like oh i just Dang beat it, that to the mountain usually on the other side i just beat
0: this 30 hour game i can't really play it in opposite but uh i don't i feel like twilight princess would have been we kind of touched on this but i feel like it really would have been the perfect nintendo direct surprise like i miss nintendo directs because like if they were like, hey, it's here now, that would have been cool. Which I think, I think the lack of town directed by so many people because uh, wanted this to be announced on Colbert. Because this uh, the rumor of this coincided way too nicely with the fact that Stephen Colbert had the Zelda Symphony on The Late Show last week. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen it, listeners, we'll put a link on the blog post for this episode over at roundtown.com. But uh, it's really cool. He has a 74 piece orchestra, a full choir, and they did a nice little medley of different Zelda tunes. It's like, who would have thought that one, you know, like 10 years ago, if you said to me, yeah, one day a late night show on network television on the biggest network in the country is going to dedicate five minutes of its airtime to show video game music performed by an orchestra with actual gameplay footage on screen? I would be like, that's the craziest thing ever. And yeah, here we are. Before
1: that was a thing, like before that was even announced, if someone told you that. Would you? There'd be a traveling Zelda symphony in the first place? No, like, like pretty much exactly what you just said. <laughs> yeah, right? I like, wouldn't believe that, that's what I'm saying. Well, if they told you, like, last, like three weeks ago before it was even announced, before you even knew about it, would you still have the same reaction? Uh, I would have been
0: surprised by one of put it, I wouldn't have said it wouldn't happen. The, the landscape has shifted tremendously. Video games are now more mainstream, and more, more interestingly, video games specifically are saving symphony orchestras around the country. Wall Street Journal actually did an article about this where. Their sales were declining, and then video game symphonies started happening, and now their ticket sales are up two point three percent or something oh. like that, all off video games. Like orchestras love oh, it. I did never go to a symphony orchestra in. In until there was a video game. Yeah, we went to the Zolo 25th, but it was yeah, because you know it's the new, it's the modern classical music, which sounds weird. But that's kind of what it is. It's a way to bring in people. And then what's interesting is some people, as I was reading the article, are actually converting over to real classical music. So like, oh, I actually really like this experience, and I like the sound of the music. And they're
1: like, Wow, that was in 2011 when we went.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: The, the 25th at 8 p.m. That, yeah, it's uh, like it, it's almost as if you're looking at the ticket right now. I didn't go searching for it. It's just on the wall.
0: Yeah.
1: But I was looking for the date, and I didn't realize it was that long ago. Yeah, it was that long ago. We're coming up on the third anniversary of Zelda next year. Oh, I really paid further reason
0: further reason that Twilight Princess could be a 2016 release part of the 30th anniversary celebration oh. just saying just just saying maybe the 10th anniversary of Twilight Princess and 30th anniversary
1: of Zelda it works we on paid multiple as, levels we, we paid as much as always paid for Iron Maiden and, and we saw oh. Koji Kondo play a song for us so didn't we only pay that much because we thought we were going to get to meet the band and? no one no one? no
0: we weren't in the meet and greet
1: no that's right because there was a chance that it could have been like you didn't know
0: no, no.
1: Yeah, I remember.
0: No, no, no. The meet and greet thing was like 100 something. We paid less than that.
1: We paid 130 What? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I guess I remember did. that. I guess
0: we did think that, and we did not.
1: And then after that, yeah, I remember after the show, you were like, oh, it turns out like, they didn't even get to meet Koji Kondo or anyone. It was just like some random people of the band, and it was like whatever. And then we're No, re- no, no, that was the $250 tickets. No, because... No, 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 because we would I, have then met the people of the band. No, I know we had a chance. I know there was like a
0: it was guaranteed for the first however many rows and then it was possibly for us I think yeah, yeah that, that's
1: but I remember great. that was the only reason we were like oh we might as well try yeah that gets these so, right.
0: yeah it's still cool but, uh, but yeah my my point was I think that's why so many people were like oh Twilight Princess says she's gonna be on Colbert when he does the thing because uh, we don't have Nintendo Direction to surprise us on anymore it has to be there right it has to be but what what it was really for Force Heroes there's no way Nintendo's gonna promote one game like, book a thing to promote a game, and then be like, just kidding, let's overshadow it with an announcement of another game. So, yeah. And that brings us to... Triforce Heroes. So, uh... It's kind of been weird how Nintendo's been promoting, or I guess not promoting, Triforce Heroes. Uh, they were kind of radio silent up until this month, really, but now they're finally starting to get information out there it's finally we're the week before the game comes out and they've stepped up their marketing we got um a let's play video with anuma himself which was kind of cool we got multiple press releases multiple previews and most importantly a special online demo that was happening this weekend that we got to try as some of you did which is actually by the way why you should always follow us on twitter at round nintendo because we had extra codes and we gave them away to our Twitter followers. And you never know when we might do something like that. So if you're not following at ram Nintendo, there you go. That's why you should. Because we do little things like that from time to time. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll get to our impressions of it in a bit. But first I thought maybe we should discuss some of the um, new details we've learned about the game and its structure and whatnot. And then we can talk about our uh, Triforce tryout, if you will. So, uh, first up, the basic premise... I feel like, like, we didn't really know anything outside of you use a totem mechanic and it's vertically oriented puzzles, and that's about it. But, now we know that the game takes some cues from Splatoon, of all things. Because, much like Splatoon, Triforce Heroes is all about fashion. It's very obsessed with fashion. So, it's obsessed to the point of, like, the game using fashion and clothing puns everywhere. So within this world of Hyrule-topia, which is the least clever thing Nintendo's ever done. Uh, within this world of there there is a princess named Styla, and guess what her big thing is?
1: She's stylish.
0: Yeah. What? So when this demon or whatever comes and takes that away was her sister
1: or something or her evil, I don't know what it is.
0: But whatever it is, takes away her sense of style and leaves her leaves her stuck in a unitard. She locks herself in a castle and says Help me, legendary totem heroes that happen to appear out of nowhere and I don't
1: know who you totem are or why. That's what they're
0: calling them, the totem heroes. These
1: don't... childhood kids that uh, were obsessed with carrying each other. Yeah, exactly. They're different. Vincent <laughs> Adultman from BoJack without the trench coat. Their parents always laugh at them for doing this really weird stacking thing. Yeah, and now they're saving <laughs> Princess
0: Styla and keeping fashion trendy. They stay fresh. That's what they do. No, but, uh yeah, so she calls on them because she can't go outside a eh, utard. Apparently. So, she needs the totem heroes, which are the one non fashion thing in this whole story, to come and rescue them. Uh, so, that's basically what you do. You have 32 different stages spread across 8 lands. The lands are based on every Zelda trope you know. So, you got woodlands, you got ice world, you got lava world, etc., etc. And, like Four Swords, you're going to jump from level to level using a menu. It's not an open world or anything. There's a town where you go and get your clothes and whatnot. And then you go out and you go to these eight worlds, and each of the eight worlds has four different dungeons or stages you can do, and you can't work your way through. And as a bit of a replay, replayability boost, not only can you beat them the first time, you can also go back and do what they're calling Drabland challenges. Drabland, you see, is the world outside of the town. Get it? Because it's drab, like, like, like another clothing pun. It's drab. So lack of style, lack of anything. They're yeah. so witty at Nintendo. But anyway, so um, yeah, so you do Drabland challenges, you get all these new. Items and whatnot by being the dungeons. And, of course, you then use these items and materials to do what? Get new clothing. Which brings us back to the outfits and the clothing, which is the other main component of Triforce Heroes. <laughs> um, there are 36 different outfit- outfits you can wear. When Nintendo showed it at E3, it was very, like, dress up in funny costumes. But now it's like, oh, yeah, those funny costumes actually do important things. So if you're wearing the Goron gown you can, or whatever it's called, you can swim through lava. The Zora outfit, you can swim through water. The, uh, robe, use that to make water fountains you can walk on. The timeless tunic turns all the music 8-bit and makes it look like a Minecraft character, not like an 8-bit Link, which is a weird thing. The, uh, there's others too, but you get the idea. The, oh, the dress, when he cross-dresses, or becomes a female Link, depending on how I look at it. Additional hearts. It's like all of them have a purpose, some are easier to make than others, and you get pick your costume at the start of each level, which in practice sounds like, oh, great, if you're going to the Fire Temple, you want to use the Goron outfit, but you don't actually know which of your other teammates are picking what, unless you're playing locally. Like, when you play online, it doesn't show you.
1: Doesn't it? Because so so I waited for everyone to pick, and then... But you can't pick. unpick once you pick. Oh, no, that's how I was waiting for them to pick, and then once they picked... then. Oh, I so picked.
0: I guess you could do that, but it's kind of like... I don't
1: know, what if everyone waits? What if
0: everyone waits for everyone, or what if everyone's like, someone else would be the Goron and Swim Through Lava, and then no one's the Goron. So the way they circumvent that is the suits are not required the outfits are not required to beat any of the dungeons, they just make it a little easier or help you complete the Drabland challenges. So that's kind of the basic structure of the thing. But what strikes me as kind of uh, most interesting is that every everything in the game ties back into unlocking these 36 outfits. Like, there's also a Coliseum mode, which is a one-on-one up to three player battle mode and you use the different items to fight each other which by the way much like four swords the items sometimes when you go into the dungeons only one person will have one specific item they have to really unless use they them. have like two of the same ones right but yeah. there's some instances where you're gonna be like oh i need the gust blower over here or the a guy with the arrows or whatever and that gets really stupid when you're playing online and as we know from the demo and you have the suit that lets you shoot three arrows and they know you do but then the guy's like you know what I want the arrows. You get the item that you don't get the boost with. And it's like, why would you do that? It hurts all of us. But anyway, um, yeah, so everything, the Coliseum mode, everything you play there feeds back into the outfits you get. When you beat a dungeon, you get treasure chests, and in the treasure chests are randomly assorted materials, and one person gets a rare one and the other person, people don't, which is to further boost replayability. So everything comes back to getting materials to get items and everything. And that's kind of the basic structure of the game. The other biggie, of course, is the co-op play, which Nintendo's actually doing some smart stuff with, surprisingly. So originally, it wasn't even going to be online, which kind of strikes me as insane. That in 2015, Nintendo seriously was like, yeah, we only need online in it. But then, when they were planning out the game, according to Enuma, they started looking at the survey feedback for uh, Four Swords Anniversary Edition on the DSi, and everyone kept saying, online play, online play. And they're like, oh, Maybe we should do online play. It's 2015, <laughs> so so they put it. In. So for so once, the club Nintendo listened to the service. Yeah. Does that
1: mean that a lot of people actually didn't want online play
0: Mario Party? No, it means that someone at Nintendo finally went. We had this thing called Club Nintendo for a decade.
1: Why are we using it? And listened. So there's a good chance that maybe, just maybe, assuming they even do another Mario Party, it could have online. Well, considering Amiibo Festival does not have online, I will. Yeah, but that was chickens. more relying on the Amiibos, and the, the mini games true. don't really, I don't know. That's true. It, looks, yes. it looks more like an, it, that's the, aside from, what's that game where it was like Mario Party and Monster Hunter combined? You, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh Some, Mario Party and Monster Hunter? Yeah, it was like, uh. Monster Hunter? It was like Monopoly. Kind. Oh, 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 Fortune Street.
0: Monster yeah. Hunter.
1: <laughs> Dragon Quest. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, Fortune Street. Well, a, I guess, yeah, I guess besides that game, this is definitely the most, like, it just looks like a board game, like, on your Amiibo TV festival? and table? I mean, yeah, Amiibo Festival,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, that, we'll talk about that in a bit, but I don't understand what that game's about, and it's weird, because it comes out in less than a month, and I still don't understand anything about it. Like, what are you doing, Nintendo? But anyway, um, what were we talking about for, Oh, yeah, online play. So, yeah, I... It's nice to see Club Nintendo actually be used for something before it got shut down, which is online playing Triforce Heroes, but uh, but the way they're handling online I find particularly smart, because you can play online with friends or strangers, and uh, if you don't like how a stranger is playing, which in most Nintendo games, you're just like, well, I'm stuck with him, you can actually blacklist the guy, but you don't blacklist him, because this is Nintendo. You label him a false hero, because he's not acting heroically, and then he's quietly ushered out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> like At the end of the... Basically, at the end of the your dungeon, you just say, this is a false hero, and then he's gone. You never have to worry about him. It's a blacklist, but it's handled with class and Nintendo dignity and charm. <laughs> so, so I, I really like that they did it like that. And also the fact that co-op with strangers is even a thing makes the whole communication icon emoji system make so much more sense. Because you don't want to voice chat, necessarily, with the false hero who you're about to usher out of the room. Because he's a douche or whatever. So it kind of, you know, it, it resolves that. Whoa, we should censor that. <laughs> but it, uh, you can say it on TV now, so... But it uh, kind of resolves that. And also, one thing we talked about at E3 when we were... Or after E3 when we were talking about the game is what happens if you only have one friend and you need three people to play? Well, Nintendo thought of that, too. What? A stranger can sub in as your third person. Online. I mean, if you have... If you're playing online with a friend, not if you're playing locally. Locally, you need three.
1: Yeah, that's what you are saying, like, don't you just play with like
0: totem length if you're playing that's only single player and they're called drab no not drab sorry they're called doppels like doppelgangers and they're paper mache links basically but yeah, if you're playing single player, there is the option where you basically go from character to character to character, and you keep switching between them. And do This looks really tedious, to be honest. Like in the footage, it's more of a puzzle game, if anything. It's more—it's definitely more of a puzzle game. But even then, you have to like, I'm gonna move Link over here. Oh, time to go to Blue Link. Now moving him over here. Up oh, back to Green Link. Okay. Up oh, and
1: Red Link. How like, do they do just... the command where you have to like carry the totem of everybody while having the guy at top swing or doing something? Oh, you while... control both. Oh, so easy. You control the,
0: the B button is your attack. A button's your jump or your toteming or whatever. And you just vote. Because if you're playing multiplayer and I'm toteming on top of you, my A button will just jump me off you and my
1: B button no, no, will No, 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 I know. But I mean, as, I guess for some reason I, I just, I, my mind was being very one track. It's like, okay, um, the green link on the bottom is in charge of the walking red wing red link all the way at the top is in charge of swinging a sword. Yeah. So when you have to do those fights where you have to chase someone that's really tall and attack on... You ready for something that sounds incredibly silly? No, I I know, I know. You now realize. You know how single-player
0: Zelda works, where you control everything at once because you're Link? Like normal Zelda, not Triforce Heroes? It's that, but you're now elongated.
1: Yeah, so you're just controlling a very long Link. You're just controlling... It's like Slender
0: Mario. So you control
1: everyone separate except when you don't.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yes, but uh, but yeah, I just think that uh, it's also kind. Nice
1: it of... I, I guess I was just thinking like, oh, huh, I guess you have to figure out a creative way to. You got so
0: out. wrapped up in Triforce heroes that you forgot what old Zelda's like or traditional Zelda. Well, you never stacked yourself with
1: other characters. That's true. That's true. And one other thing,
0: Nintendo—that's kind of nice. Look at that lack of a transition. Is uh, download play for local play is actually being done really cleverly because you don't. I was actually. I never, Nintendo should do this more often. Honestly, make it like a demo. Anything you do in download play, like if I send you the game and you play with me, all the rupees you earn, all the items you get, that's going to be saved as extra data on your SD card, and if you ever buy the game on your own, all those items you did, say with me like seven months ago, will import into the game and you have them right off the bat. So it's kind of like how they've done it with demos where you could transfer to the full game, except it's just download play, which is... I don't think they've ever done that before. It's kind of clever. So Yeah, and also they're still rewarding local play over online play, they're gonna have a friendship token, I forgot what its actual name is, but basically, if you play locally with someone, you you get this special item that unlocks special costumes that you can't get if you only play online. So if you're an antisocial hermit that only plays online, um, Nintendo hates you, and you don't get all the costumes. I'm sorry. But if you're a normal human who interacts with other humans, chances are you'll get all the costumes. So that's kind of it, in a nutshell, but uh, it all sounds good on paper. But, like I said, we did get to try it in person. Now, this is our second time playing it. We played it back around E3. I played it at E3, and then we played it at Best Buy, the Best Buy E3 events. And these are the same three dungeons, but what's different this time is, A, it's the finished game, and B, we played online and actually had to use the communication system. Because it is quite different to sit in a room or sit around a table and be like, hey, we need to move this over here. Okay, let's do that. Than to uh, be thousands of miles apart, and not be able to voice chat. So how do you feel the communications icons? Like, is it a good substitute? Were there times where it was frustrating? Or what was your general takeaway?
1: I don't know. It really just depends on the people. Some people Mm -hmm. get it right away. Other people um, don't. Like, it kind of seemed like Nick Offerman looked like he knew what he was doing the whole time. But Michael (laughs) Chiklis definitely seemed a little more confused. Because there were times where we were pushing a boulder, and then... um, Chicklist kept wanting to push it down but we wanted him to push it from our direction oh yeah direction. he's the thing he's the thing he, I guess, wants, I guess, I guess he, he doesn't want to be associated with rocks anymore I he's I guess he, the f- thing on Fantastic
0: Four for I so g- long I guess
1: he thought he could push it on his own I don't know. yeah because he's the thing but we told him like over here but he just ran around to the other side and kept pushing the other direction by himself and I don't know, you could tell like Nick Offerman was getting pretty frustrated because he would usually stay behind on himself and just like not really do anything just because um, Chicklet would usually keep getting hit, or sometimes I would die, yeah. and then he would just stay there and just like, I'm not doing anything. And then once things started looking like they were going well, he would then start to play. What a star-studded uh, play session that was. Yeah, it was pretty, it's pretty interesting. Um, But we managed <laughs> to beat a dungeon, and the other one we didn't get to beat because um, Chicklet kept getting bombarded by bombs and not grabbing them.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I, I did notice that in most of my playthroughs, and when I was watching you for a little bit, there are two players who use communication icon Every time, there are two guys who were super big on communication. We did it, and then there'd be one other person. It's so like if you do the little cheerlead, like, yeah, we did something. They'd be like, yeah, right back at you. Then there's a the third guy who just doesn't
1: care. Yeah, for the most part, um, people do use the the ones that emote more than the ones that are used for commands more. Yes. Like, I it was, there was only well, a few times. they're fun t- to mess with. oh well, yeah, that's right. Everyone wants to mess with them, but I didn't really see... I only. Oh, that was me. I was like, no one ever really used the totem, the totem command. I had a couple people when I played with well, yeah, it, yeah. The twi- yeah the two I was the only one that actually said, like, we should totem here. Right. Um, yeah, but other than that, yeah, only Offerman used over here. Chico's never used any. It is yeah. funny that, like, the puzzle aspects, there's almost
0: a puzzle in and of itself in figuring out how to convey how to solve the puzzle to the other people. If yeah. that makes sense. I literally like, there's go, two puzzles going on at any one time. Because
1: there was a part where um, Arferman kept throwing bombs across the way. Yeah. But he tried to throw them in front of someone, directly in front of him, but he would lob too far. So, I had to run to the side and say, over here, like, kind of aiming horizontally. Right. So, he would throw it, I guess, in front of the gap instead of standing directly in front of it. He was He was throwing the bomb sideways instead of towards the gap. Right. That way he has more... Space. Right, right. So, I just ran over there, I said over here, and then I kind of ran to where the bomb should go, and somehow that worked. I thought, like, it kind of did not the message yeah. somehow. I didn't think it was the best way to do it, but, I mean, they got the point across, and we were able to get through. One thing I'm very happy with from playing online, because obviously when you're playing with friends, you troll
0: each other, but it's kind of like how much... It's really easy to kill people in this It's game. easy to kill people... But... That's really easy to Because only
1: totem people, which gets annoying.
0: Yes, but what I was going to say that I really like about it is it's easy to do that, but people are not doing it just to be jerks or to troll, like you would with friends in real life, because unlike Four Swords, you all share one health bar, which sounds like a minor thing when you say it, but when you're in the game and someone is toteming and accidentally throws you, and then they do the like, no, or the oops, like emoticon thing, you realize, yeah, no one's going to do that on purpose... Because they're screwing up their own game just as much as someone else's. Like, it's actually kind of nice... That and is the best bizarre. way
1: to, to solve that. Yeah. I mean, the only other way they could have done it, like, if one link dies, it's game over for everyone, but... Which would have sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And and the problem with that, and that would have helped with Trolls
0: a little, but, like, then even if you're just stuck with a bad player, you're... Yeah. You're gonna lose. Which is actually... Well, the thing no I matter knows, what...
1: Well, no, I that's could I... still eat up all your hearts, which
0: happened once. That's true. That's actually something I was gonna say is I feel like this more than most Nintendo online games, you do need people of somewhat similar skill level. And I don't know what matchmaking is like in the final game. I doubt it does it based on skill level. But so really I think you need to player with friends. I levels completed
1: versus levels failed, I don't know. Possibly,
0: but they haven't talked about it and we didn't see anything in the demo that indicates Should It could be a behind the scenes thing. Maybe. It might be. Or maybe all the maybe all the false heroes get paired together. That'd be pretty bad because I'm sure some people are gonna report bad players as false heroes, and this is coming from a guy who's not that great at video games, as you know. But uh, so I'm sure that would kind
1: of be a false hero anyway. I mean, for a kid playing, you thought like, "Oh, this guy is like terrible. He's a false hero." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess it
0: kind of works on two levels that that uh, that report system. But yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. It's it's definitely it's a very different vibe than playing in person. Like very different because you know at E3 for example, we were like. These were complete. Again, I was playing with strangers, but we were around the table. They had something like a Triforce table, and we were just constantly talking nonstop. And we were, and none of us. I think one of us, one of them, even said like, "Why are these like communication things here? Are they just for for fun? Like it makes no sense." But then, if you remove the fact that we're around the table, have the same like dynamic of complete strangers, and plop it online, suddenly your life depends on those little emoticons, whether or not people are using them well. You mm, still need them. I think a
1: portal, Two, when you do the co-op. Like, you pretty much communicate with, like, emo- like emojis. And yeah. I guess, like, since it's a third-person or a first-person game, actually, you could, like, literally, wherever you're aiming, you could put a marker that, like, oh, shoot here with this color portal and then shoot over there. Right, right. Yeah, I wish. I almost wish there were
0: more. I mean, it's only a demo, so I guess we'll see with the real game. But I kind of feel like there are times that I wish there were more, even just those three demos, that there were more emojis, emojis to choose from. Because there are times where it's like, yeah, I want you a totem, but I don't need both of you. But there's no, like, two-person totem, three-person totem. There's no, like, uh there's no indicator care for, we need to push this object. Like, you could stand there and be like, over here, over here. And they might run over and be like, yep, think you I guess you could,
1: could just start pushing in place. Yeah,
0: and then in theory, you pick up on it. But they have room on the screen for another row. Or, like, another two on the side or something. They could have shrunk them. They could have done something. Smash brothers fit. But they also have to make the touch points really big because you need to be able to yeah. use them when you're playing. One thing I thought was kind of funny, I think I or I, I know I tweeted something along these lines: is it's really funny that everyone's like doing the, like little cheerleader uh, emoticon and like the thumbs up and like you know having fun with them and spamming them because the more you hit them, the bigger they grow, which is kind of a neat touch. But then as soon as you get to an intense boss battle, silence. People are just running around trying to do whatever they can, and the only ones you see are ones that are like "totem here, go over there," like actual serious commands. So it's kind of funny how, when when it when it gets real, the the, the play stops. It just mm-hmm. gets really intense, Zelda. Party hard, uh, adventure harder. <laughs> yeah, basically, but it uh, it's fun. I like it a lot. It's it's a lot more puzzly than Four Swords. It feels more like Four Swords was like a weird like fast-paced Zelda. This is still more of a Zelda than it is like. This feels more Zelda than Four Swords to me. Like, it's more puzzle-oriented. It's more adventure Like, Four Swords is more of an action game. It's more of an adventure game. It just happens to have multiple people in it. At least that's the impression I got from the demos. Oh, yeah, you're
1: right. The other one had more of an arcade feel to it, which... Yeah, which was fun in its own right. Oh, yeah. But it's just different. I mean, probably didn't hope that, like, you would get, like... It would start raining rupees, and that's, like, literally just Oh, fun. yeah, yeah. And you had to, like, basically
0: kill each other for them. Yeah. But, and it, again, boils down to the idea that you all have one health bar. Like, they can't do stuff like raining rupees, because if people get greedy and knock someone off the stage, everyone's hurt. Yeah. So it's not a good design decision to be like, let's have it rain rupees on them. But, but yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm really excited. It comes out uh, this coming Friday, October 23rd. Interestingly, I noticed on the title screen, it's co-developed code by Grezzo who is now becoming like the go-to mo- uh, handheld Zelda developer because they did the Ocarina of Time 3D port. They did the Majora's Mask 3D port. Now they're doing this. I think they helped with The Link Between Worlds. They're everywhere with this thing. Hmm. Actually, I don't know if they did Link Between Worlds. I think they they just take existing games and modify them because really... Would their logo be on the package? Probably Somewhere not. Nintendo doesn't usually do that. It might be on the back, but I doubt it. But That's they're like right. a second party, so... Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they um, they they seem specialized in taking existing things and changing them up because you know Ocarina has some re- has some changes. majority. we're not changes. original,
1: but we're very good with we're very you, good at what you well, give us.
0: Yeah, basically, because Nintendo basically said Here's, wrong with that at Here's the link between World's Engine and assets. Go ahead and make Link look like Toon Link and have fun with it, and then this is what they came up with. and It's really good. So, at least from the demo. So I'm excited for it this Friday. I'm for sure getting it. Yeah, I already have it pre-ordered. It's already out this Friday. This coming Friday. We just
1: got Woolly World.
0: I know it's Jeez. weird. Nintendo's going nuts with the releases. They're doing one a week all month. We had ZipLash. Trigger uh, was ZipLash. I know. 9, Woolly World on the 16th. Zelda mm-hmm. and and Fatal Frame: Made in the Black Water <laughs> next week or this coming week. Depending when you listen to it, they might be out alright. And then the week after that... Ooh, Oregon, oh, we have nothing. But then two weeks after that, we have Yokai Watch. Alright, but only
1: like one more game. And, and then and after that, see. we have
0: Ammo Crossing. And after that, we have Mario test And after that, we have Xenoblade. And after that, we have Devil's Third. And that so,
1: potentially two games. I mean, yes.
0: Yeah. Which, uh, But before we get to all the non-Zelda stuff, there's one more Zelda game we're talking about, at least oh, a little. Right. And that is Hyrule Warriors Legends, which isn't coming here until 2016, or really anywhere, all right, what do you actually. Got? Well, I've got the surprise of this isn't just a quick and dirty port, which is what everyone thought would be back at E3. Everyone's like, oh, it's going to be the same game from the Wii U. They're just downsizing it and adding a couple characters. Yes and no. So two links in it, Tetra's in it, King of Red Lion's in it. Both those will work on the Wii U one, as, or all three of those will work on the Wii U one as well. But they're not stopping there. They're now announcing that Skull Kid's in it. Phantom Ganon will be a boss. They're adding new Dungeons. Phantom
1: Ganon?
0: Uh, Wind Waker's, I believe. Oh. They're adding new uh, dungeons like the Earth Temple and the Wind Temple. Like, they're actually doing content, new content, which is kind <laughs> of a nice surprise. I really thought it was going to be a quick and dirty port just to maximize it, but I I don't know if I for sure. So, don't,
1: it's like an ultimate edition, like, yeah, kind of comp status.
0: Exactly. Like, I don't know if I would double dip and buy it, but I'm much more open to the idea than I was. But say, if they did a DLC pack
1: of it, would you get that?
0: Well, they're not gonna. That's the thing. They're not gonna do it for all of them. Mm. Uh, the, all they said is, Ooh. Toon Link, Tetra and King of Hyrule will be able. They won't be DLC. They're free if you get both versions. You scan a barcode that comes in the box, or you just, you know, scan. You type in a number on a barcode, and it spits them out on the uh, Wii U. Which is like a very convoluted way when you have connectivity, wireless connectivity. But whatever. But um, yes, yeah, Skull Kid can't... and Phantom Gander are not confirmed yet. The new temples are not confirmed yet. There's new enemy types not confirmed yet. Uh, it's, it's, it's just weird how much, they're, not weird, but I expect this to be quick and dirty and it's so not. So the Wii U one will be the inferior one. seems that way. It seems that way. And also, well, not just the Wii U one, but even within the 3DS for world, there's an, a superior and inferior. Because it turns out, there's so much going on on the screen, the non-new 3DS and new 3DS XL systems that play this, so the normal 3DS, the normal XL, and the normal 2DS, will not get stereoscopic 3D support whatsoever. It will only run in 2D because it doesn't have enough processing power to handle all those enemies and the 3D. So for all those people out there like me with a new 3DS who's like, great, I have Xenoblade (laughs) and nothing else to choose from. Guess what? Here comes game number two! Sort of. So Sort of. You know, honestly, the fact that the MX is supposedly coming out next year has made me realize the new 3DS, much like the DSi, was a false start. There was nothing... Is an empty promise. They've done nothing
1: to really make it. You and have they, no they kept, reason to get it. You again, didn't I did. get Xenoblade.
0: I didn't get Xenoblade, I you know.
1: Had, I mean, at least Elvis's DS was starting to, like, break... So he just needed a new one. But. I don't play mine enough for it to break. I just
0: buy more. <laughs> but, no, I don't know why. Every time this happens, I'm always... Did you get like,
1: any DSi exclusive games?
0: Yes, actually. Oh, I, yeah,
1: you downloaded it. Yeah, I downloaded it a handful. You downloaded Airplane. You know, honestly, the DSi... I did, no, I downloaded more than that. Airplane, Photo Dojo, um, oh,
0: that's right. Asphalt GT, oh, that's which right. sounds like it wouldn't be good because Ubisoft makes like a million of those, but the one on, three, on DSi was shockingly fun. Like, really fun. Like, one of my favorite... Uh, DSiWare games. Oh, that's right. And, like, six others, too. But, um... Th- the new 3DS... I mean, yes, you got the second... You- snapped? I never bought that one, because I heard the camera t- detection didn't work too well. Really?
1: It works really well. How How would you know? You don't have a DSi. It was on 3DS. Mm. mm. Right. I don't remember how about that. how or when, but... It was just on the eShop, right? Yeah, it's still there. All right. For some reason, I just forgot. I forgot that, that you could do that. But,
0: um... Oh, like I said, yeah, like, the DSi was kind of a false start, because they're like, oh, we have more power in there, we're gonna do things, and it's like, I got a handful of games, whatever, like, download games. The 3DS XL, it's like, or the new 3DS, I mean, it's like, oh, well, it has more power, can do more things. C-Stick, anyone? So I guess I have games that support the C-Stick, but I haven't bought in Xeoblade. Hyrule Warriors, maybe, and that's just kind of like, it'll be, in theory, it could be dead by the end of 2016, because of the NX, that seems... That seems like it was a waste, that oh. always happens. Until it's always like, oh, it's more powerful, we're going to do all these exclusive things, and then the only time they've successfully well, done that... Well, support, easier Yeah, that's actually pretty nice, to be honest. But the only time they could... The only time they've successfully done the half-step and not done this, like, false promise was the Game Boy Color. And that's because it lived for, like, four years before the Advance came out. or no. three years. But... And they actually made exclusive games. Like, multiple. On store shelves. They had to
1: go buy. Well, yeah, there was a whole. I mean, I never had an original. I started with the Game Boy Color, and the library was pretty, pretty huge. Updated, yeah, because the Game Boy Color was always treated like a new
0: system. It while felt the 3DS like a new upgrade and the DSi upgrade I mean, were like
1: half way steps. smaller. The game just felt more vibrant. No,
0: it was. It was not smaller. It was about the same size. as it's a regular game. Pocket,
1: pocket. Oh. Well, I went from pocket to it's college. a little bigger so but yeah. not bad. Oh, I mean, I didn't have. I mean, I, I actually I think I've only played the pocket once. The pocket's nice, actually. And it did fall really small. But I played the original it's, Game Boy more, it, for so your it definitely pocket. fit. It's made for your pocket. Yeah, those, those pocket. AAA batteries. Yeah, gotta love them. The only game I played on that was Pac Man. I played many games on that because was my first Game Boy. But anyway, I okay. digress. We digress.
0: Uh, the point I was making is that like, I hope there's more of *Desire Warriors Legends* coming 3S. Yes. But I mean, are you? Did you? I don't remember you didn't get the Wii U one, did you? No. Would you consider the 3 S one because of all the extra content, or is it still the well, same? Well, now there's no 3D, so... But, but would is that a deal-breaker for you? Would you have considered... Because your original issue was it was too repetitive, right?
1: Well, I mean, adding more content doesn't really change the game. Because it's stuff. still too
0: repetitive, but now you're saying, well, well no, no my, 3D.
1: Well, I mean, my issue isn't really that it's too repetitive. i played plenty of games that are quote-unquote too repetitive. Right. Um, it's just not a Good. kind of game I particularly enjoy. Yeah, So... I'm still
0: a no-go. Yeah. Because for me, it's, it's weird because I have zero interest, zero plans of getting it. I haven't even bought all the DLC for Higher Warriors on Wii U. But then they're announcing things like Skull Kid, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're adding new dungeons. Yeah. It's like, I like mean,
1: it's not, it's not just I? that. It's I mean, especially now that, well, I guess I shouldn't say especially now, it kind of has been. Like, yeah. I should know, yeah. I guess, especially now that I've been purchasing PS4 games... Like, now there's, like, even more games that I have to weigh in against Nintendo games, so it's not, like... Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, like, there's, like, more to consider. That's true. Like, I mean, I'm what game didn't I get from Nintendo recently? Well, I guess, what game's coming out next week? You didn't get Happy Home Designer. Oh, yeah, like, I completely skipped that. Neither I gonna, did I, actually. Oh, huh, wow. Well. I didn't get it. That game actually seemed... I was actually kind of tempted to get it, but Transformers, so... I was tempted, which you want to touch on later, I know. Uh,
0: I was tempted to get Happy Home Designer up until I learned that you can't loot. There's no... It's like, make a house that makes Rocco happy. He likes sports. If you put in non-sports objects, it's like, well, he's not as happy as you could be, but good job. Like, you you can't...
1: You can't fail. You can't fail... And no I, I, I saw a video where someone, really. like, where someone, like, intentionally made a room as bad as possible, and the person was still happy.
0: It's like, it's like a, it goes back to something I've said on the show before, I like for game for, for people with self
1: issues.
0: It, not it's just it's for creative folk who just want to be creative. It kind of goes back to what I was saying when we were talking about Mario Maker, right, like, linear things. Like, I still Some have people game. do love
1: that about Animal Crossing, so why not just give them a game that's just that?
0: Yeah, so. yeah. Cause like for me personally, like like when we talked about Mario Maker about a month ago, I was saying like, oh yeah, I like linear. I don't like being creative, I just like things and just going and doing them. So I like playing the levels that exist in Mario Maker more than making you're them. Not a maker, you're a player. Right, exactly. and Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer is pure maker, no player. So it's just like, well, guess I'm skipping that. And it has like I've seen screenshots of the dialogue and everything, and it's just like that Animal Crossing charm that I always had. There's just not enough there for me to like latch on to.
1: You already have that end your game with making and playing. Yeah, yeah. So it's so a very uh, nice game. It's Happy I mean, it, it is a spinoff, so it's, it's definitely. I did buy a pack of Amiibo cards, though. Oh, nice. you yeah.
0: And I dug up my old uh, e-reader Animal Crossing cards. It's funny how similar, but also how different they are. They're like they come in the exact same size but booster packs, but it's just it's like different eras of the same idea. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I guess Hyrule Warrior Legends for me, I'm starting to get tempted and I'm not sure why, because it's not like I completed the Wii U one, it's not like I own all the DLC, but all this new stuff sounds cool, it's just like, why not?
1: You kind of should, I mean, what else is there? I mean, well that's the thing is 2016 like doesn't have a ton and they're I mean games, games sometimes do feel a lot different on the 3DS I mean kind of yeah. like Smash Brothers, like, yeah. I mean it was kind of the same but at different stages so it did have like, kind of a different feel to it which is basically what they're doing with Higher Wars Legends they're Smash Bros it, Smash bro it there you go it's bro out
0: sold Smash bro out yeah it seems that way convinced but that's not until twenty sixteen. And then you can talk
1: about it on the podcast.
0: Exactly exactly. But that's not until twenty sixteen. It comes oh, out in January in Japan and who knows when in the States. Uh but back here in twenty fifteen, Nintendo did confirm the rest of their holiday plans specifically, uh that we should probably talk about it a little, sort of. So the Star Fox Zero Hole on November twentieth has been filled with the Falco amiibo. Yes. And uh, Mario Tennis Ultra Which Stash. is a Best Buy exclusive. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to Amiibo, trust me. We will get to Which Amiibo. Which had
1: a pretty messy start. Because cause Best Buy put out this PR that like, Oh, oh go yeah, go, they, go, they, go they, pre-order right now. And then the page didn't work. And then, well no, the page worked. But it, says like, it said it was only available for in-store pickup. But when you went to the store pickup, it said like, Oh, there's none listed. Yeah. So you just have to wait a while. And then eventually they were... So Then you pick a store, and then later it was available for just regular delivery. And
0: so I just you know what's start. interesting. though? we'll talk about this when we get to Amiibo in a few minutes. But you know what's interesting? Four days later, as of this recording, still available for pre-order. Shortages might be ending.
1: Just not for store pickup in certain places. Like the. Well, yeah, of course. No, yeah. yeah. But it's still available. Is my point, like it can, you can still. If you're so, if you're a like Falco the, fan, like, like the Downey Best Buy near my house, I like went by really fast. Yeah, like, some like, are more available than others. No, yeah, like, like, I was gonna... I was planning on just picking it up, just so I could get it the day of, but then yeah. I was like, I don't want to drive over there. So, <laughs> I just changed it, and then I went back, like, literally, like, a minute, like, less than a minute later, I know it's already gone. But it's just crazy that, like, you could still click pre-order and still get results. You could still like, get some pink Yoshis. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but anyway, um, we'll get to Amiibo, trust me, but uh, I wanted to first touch I'm on... Gross.
1: I'm, like, one set away of completing the original... Like, I already smashed. have... Yeah, I already have, like... Falco pre-order, so i just need the Amiibo Fighters, and then I'm done with the whole set. You mean the Mii Fighters? The Mii Fighters. The Amiibo Fighters. Well, the Amiibo Mii fighters. to Toys R
0: Us. We'll talk I'm telling you, we'll at talk least, about Amiibo. Just at least it's on Sunday. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, yes, that's true. And they're
1: going to get about 100 per store, so you'll be okay. Not according to that list. Well, it averaged 100 per store on the list. It specifically said how many each store was getting.
0: Oh, well, the average across all stores is about 100, then. I think my store was a 40, which is... Oh, whoa, that's bad. If you go out by my house, it's like 80-something, I think, or 90.
1: Yeah, there were some that were 100, but mine's was like 40-something.
0: Yeah. Well, wait, before I get to all that, games, and then we'll talk Amiibo, because there's a lot to say about Amiibo. Um, you are you obviously have made that clear. Um, I'm already done with Amiibo. Oh, I, I have things to say about Amiibo that are a little more positive. But uh, what I was going to say is, yeah, so as you pointed out, along with the November 20th date it gets Falco, and it gets Marth's Ultra Smash, which is now confirmed for that day. Meanwhile, a week before that, we get Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival on the 13th of November, which was a long-rumored, now-confirmed release date. Uh, Both dates were announced extremely anticlimactically by way of tweets, and I think this is a real good reminder of how badly we need a new Nintendo Direct already. I know it's gonna be weird without Iwata. It's gonna feel strange. It's gonna make people miss Iwata. We all miss Iwata. And I'm not saying this like, 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 uh, whatever. I, it's true. We will miss him. But, just like, what is Nintendo doing? I mean, seriously, look at what we know about these games. Let's start with Mario Tennis. So, Nintendo announced a date on Twitter. And they announced it what with a screenshot November 20th. Yeah, I think you just said that. I did. And they announced it with a screenshot of a pit uh, of the, in the game of just the tennis court wall, and it says, November 20th, and nothing else. IGN then puts up an article and says, by the way, it's going to be $50, not 60 They then go on to say, we know nothing about this game. They say single player has yet to be confirmed. Online play has yet to be confirmed. All that is known so far... Is the basic multiplayer mode and that Mega Mushroom thing that they showed at E3. They have not shown any of the game whatsoever. Not a screenshot, not a video, not anything except the E3 demo since E3. And it's coming out next month for $50. (laughs) How? I know Nintendo likes to hold things close to the vest. But, like, we don't even know if it's feature parody with if it has feature parity with Mario Tennis open, which is three years old or something like that, like, how is it that we are four and a half weeks from launch and Nintendo couldn't even muster up an announcement trailer that showed footage when they announced the release date? Like, if we had a Nintendo Direct, and granted, they could have done this without Nintendo Direct, but if we had a Nintendo Direct, the format that they honed in on over so many years would be, basically, someone from Nintendo would come up and be like, so, Mario Tennis... Uh, ultra smash we first showed this game to eddie three here's some footage in the background as he talks and we are excited to announce the launch date of blah 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 and normally they do that overly explanatory like way more explaining than you need of how tennis works so in tennis there are two rackets and a ball and if you look here you see mario holding the racket and peach holding a racket. And they volley the ball. But even doing that. <laughs> but they're we, not
1: playing volleyball. <laughs> they're playing tennis. <laughs> <laughs> and you
0: may think volleyball, but no. But no, but the point is all this when they do this stupid over-explanatory stuff, they show footage. And then they usually say the game will have multiple modes. Stay tuned for more, but right now we can confirm single player. Or online, but we don't even know if it has that. *Halloween*
1: returns as a playable character. Yeah, only. or they'd
0: say something. <laughs> we don't know anything. Like no, the first time, so Sonic weird. will be
1: a character. That'd be actually kind of cool. But it's just so weird and that they like, already play every other sport together. Why not? Yeah, they might yeah. as
0: well. Like, what's one more? What's one non-Olympic sport? And tennis probably is Olympic. I don't know. But it's just like at this point, how is it that you're a month from the game and they think a tweet with a screenshot that has a date superimposed
1: on it is well, enough? Well, to be fair, it's not October yet. What's Okay, it's a month and a half.
0: Wait, what is today's date? It's this goes up on the 18th. This podcast goes up on the 18th. <laughs> it's really close it's to a month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-two days,
0: and it can't be bothered to tell us if it has anything beyond a single court with a Whoa, single. You're really angry. No, no, no. That's just my that <laughs> That's it's like a cursing it, I know anger, but it's making just, a racket. Mmm. Mm. It's just so silly to me. And you know what's worse than this is the uh, Animal Crossing amiibo festival example. So here's what Nintendo confirmed when they announced the November 13th release date. This time they gave us a tweet that was more than a screenshot. It was a whole image of multiple facts and information. So, on the 13th, when you buy the game, it will come bundled with Isabel and Digby for $59.99. Also includes three Amiibo cards. That's not bad. That is not bad. Simultaneously, at all. Same I mean, if you check the cost though, that's a like yeah, it's 14. like a forty dollars, it's like
1: a forty dollars or thirty-five dollars oh, game. Twenty-eight and the three amiibo
0: cards. How many? Well, we amiibo use? pack is six bucks, and uh, there's six cards, so three dollars more. Three dollars off more. Uh, three dollars more so off. So it's could like a thirty-dollar yeah. game. Pretty much. But, yeah, but and we, we, we also get learned. What to pay for, right? I guess so. <laughs> and we also learned that on the thirteenth, you get KK Slayer, recent Cyrus, in a three pack. Or you can individually get uh, Tom, Nook, and Mabel for the usual $13. That's, okay, that's great. Then a week later, uh, alongside Falco, you can get the Amiibo for um, the Happy Home Designer. Lottie? Uh, Lottie? Yeah, Lottie for the Happy Home Designer, whatever creature she is. That's a Lottie Amiibo. It is a Lottie Amiibo. So they told us all this, right? That's all the Amiibo we get. And in Japan, as they were announcing this here in the States, in Japan, Nintendo went, Oh, by the way, guys... We're also going to be releasing Wave Two in December, which has Blathers, his niece Celeste, kicks the shoe-selling skunk,
1: <laughs> and uh... you really like that one. <laughs> I did, I did, and Mr. Rosetti, uh, and all those. I am actually really disappointed on the Mr. Rosetti. I'm extremely anymore. disappointed. Why isn't he? It is not he his, a like classic, angry popping out of the hole. Like that'd be awesome. Like to have the, the base would be perfect for yeah, that. like. They, Why is he just standing there looking he, like he's he just clothed. He's standing there He's just looking thinking like 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 are like, like, alright right, breathe in, they're about to take my picture for the amiibo. He's standing there looking like he's mad that his whole body's exposed. Yeah like... I know, I wanted to see crazy eyed thirty I with know. a little
0: pickaxe. I know, it's a big display, but anyway so I would have actually
1: gotten that one. I would have too. too. But now I'm gonna be Animal Crossing amiibo though, since uh, completely? Completely, yeah. Oh. Well, anyway. Or cardless. I, I don't know. I, I have just,
0: a pack of the cards.
1: I mean... I just got one the, the The only pilot. one I would consider getting is Katie Slider, but I refuse to get the three packs, so... You don't
0: want Cyrus and, and uh, Reese
1: Who? to... <laughs> exact- <laughs> <laughs> is one of them the Lava? <laughs> That's about, They're both Lava's. That's what's about. <laughs> <three>. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I loved Animal Crossing New Leaf. I played, like, the heck out of that game. Yeah. But... I don't know. Like... <laughs> it kind of falls back on that collector problem where I know if I get if I get those three, then I'll be like, well, I'm gonna go get Tom Nook. Yeah. Because you kind of need him. Yeah. And like, oh, i might as well get Mabel because she was kind of important. Or if we we'll make an okay, she wasn't kind of. She was very important. She's extremely important. I would not give Audy. You really. know, what I don't understand about the Cyrus and
0: Reese thing. Just the fact that though, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't understand. <laughs> At Nintendo, clearly they're like, we should make amiibo <laughs> of these, and then they're.
1: <laughs> these names When you said read all these. <laughs> why would you think that uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> alright uh, wow <laughs> isn't that funny <laughs> alright wow well, we've never lost our composure that much
0: Ever, but what I was gonna say is I don't understand. Nintendo's logic. How did we? I, that's never happened before in three years.
1: <laughs> <No>. Wow, different <laughs> thing. All right, I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> no, what I was gonna say is what was Nintendo's logic when they're like,
0: hey, so we should make some uh, lava amiibo, but no one's gonna buy them. <laughs> so throw him in with KK. Like, just don't make them if you need to throw him in with KK. I don't understand why you would. Like, honestly, I really don't understand that. Like, just to say that in a voice that people can actually understand, because I'm talking normally now. Like, seriously, Nintendo had a meeting, and they're like, let's pick our characters for our Amiibo. <laughs> 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 uh.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, clearly, they're like, uh, so they're in the meeting with, the, with all the characters, you know, 400 Animal Crossing animals, let's say. And they're like, well, the llamas are in. But then some, they started making I mean, someone at Nintendo went, you know what? No one actually wants the llamas, but with KK. Why were the llamas ever in to begin with?
1: I don't understand. Can I say weird? Because I, I feel like the llamas were... How many minutes were laughter was that, by the way? <laughs> at least two. Okay. Um, I feel like the llamas were decently popular characters. I mean, I were always... Were they? I would say so. I saw a lot of You don't of,
0: even know they're both llamas.
1: <laughs> I, by name, I knew who the llamas are. Oh, okay. I mean I know um Reese's, they build you stuff and Right, right. The other one. The um, other <laughs> buys your stuff in bulk. Cyrus, like Miley. His name's Cyrus. I mean it's I, I, like Miley. There was a decent amount of people cosplaying as um mostly couples oh. obviously, but Oh, right. Yeah, like oh, I, I mean so I mean so. they felt popular enough and but not popular enough to sell on the But room. Yeah, like I I guess like people it would assume that you want the pair. And yeah. who better to pair them up with than KK? I,
0: I don't know. Guess.
1: It's but, kind of a shame because KK is definitely arguably like the most popular one. Yeah. But beyond just the amiibo
0: thing, or beyond f- just Cyrus and the other one.
1: You know what? Uh, um, I forgot his name already. What's, fun, what's interesting, I don't know. I, I feel like they would have at least come out with one like male and female, just like villager, like, wearing the the vest. Uh, they yeah. could just work as a, like, a regular villager really yeah I mean I don't know that just seems like something I mean maybe they don't want to do the it. Ammo crossing amigo. I mean just use the one of I the mean the uh, ammo crossing villager from smash yeah, I mean they could just use the, the stock one they've used in other art like the yeah. girl with the pink hair and the ponytail and I don't know what to use for the guy but the stoned one
0: obviously <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what it says okay so they announced all these amiibo right
1: uh-huh.
0: with the game uh, the coming the 13th of November And much like Mario we don't know anything about the game. And this one comes out in three weeks, three and a half weeks. Like, literally, Nintendo's like, here's all the plastic you can buy to use in the game. Oh, but you want to know how the game works? You want to know what the mini games are? How you play? What you do? How many modes there are? If there's online support? How many players can play? You want to know that stuff? Nah, we're not going to tell you. Like, what are they doing over there? (laughs) Like, it's really strange to announce a full range of plastic accessories for a game that we don't know how it works. Maybe right.
1: Crazy would just occurred to me. What if they had what if they had used like that soft material for the all the amiibo animals? That's like I was say for the llamas. <laughs> well that would have worked for them too, but it so it's like when you touch them they're like soft to the touch. They're like fuzzy. So yarn yoshis. No not yarn yoshis. Like it's not like made slate? of suede? Uh, I'm trying to think of a of a little figure that has like that fake fur. It's like it's still clearly like a plastic figure, but they just put like essentially a uh, like carpet around it that just makes it Feel soft, but it's, Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That'd be nice. That costs more money. Yeah.
0: I feel like all the laughter kind of took away from my original point of how weird it is that Nintendo's not announcing things for these games. So let me recap Mario Tennis. They announced nothing but a release date. Animal Crossing. Nothing funny. They announced about a bunch that. of plastic, but nothing about the game. How do we know what why we're buying these things if there wasn't a direct? For they're this. acting like
1: the Animal Crossing amiibo are comparable to the Smash Brothers amiibo. They're acting like they, well, they are for a lot of people, but the problem is
0: they're acting like the Animal Crossing amiibo are the Smash amiibo, but without the game to well, go with it. I mean,
1: they are like a lot of people. I mean, they are for a lot of people, but I feel for. I mean, the general public, like, the Smash Bros. Amiibo were definitely more for, like, they were, like, more for everyone. You know what's funny about like, Smash Even Bros. the people Amiibo? that didn't even care about some of the characters ended up getting some of those characters that they didn't even know because they were yeah. Smash Brothers. Well, here's the thing that's funny about the Smash Bros. Amiibo. I feel like Animal Crossing, you're either all in or that's
0: it. Yeah, and the thing about the Smash Bros. Amiibo is they announced them after they told us about the game. We knew what it
1: entailed beyond just you well, punch it's people. It's called Amiibo Festival. But what about them? What do I do oh. with them as I put them in? Don't you in? want to know that you have a lot of Amiibo to work with? Sure, but what am I working on? Oh, man, what's the made work a Rocko Actually, I haven't even seen a Rocco
0: card yet. So. Uh, I think it's in Series 2. But what's, it should which be in a Series should, 1. Which is Well, it's not. So you might as well just burn all the cards and sell your Nintendo stuff and just go full PlayStation. He's contemplating it. But no, uh, what well, I was going to say, it's like, I don't understand this at all, like why they wouldn't announce the thing, because again, if this was in a direct, if they announced all this pricing and the release date in a direct, just because they've done these before and they have a formula, we would have seen new footage, we would have seen information, we would have learned maybe what you do besides simulate Animal Crossing without actually doing Animal Crossing. No one's even played the game. It wasn't playable at E3. It hasn't been playable anywhere. Comic-Con or Comic Con And now it's out in three and a half weeks, and we know nothing about it, and they expect us to plop down $60 for the game and the amiibo, and then a whole bunch more money for the other amiibo. This game feels backwards. Like, I'm sure it'll be dandy when it comes out, probably like a 6 or 7 out of 10, based on nothing, because I don't know how the game works. But uh, it's really weird that they're marking it as amiibo first, game second. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like a direct would have fixed that a little.
1: I guess it's one of those things where they're like, here's a line of amiibo, and here's a game that goes with it. Pretty much. Instead of, here's a game, and here's the Amiibo. That yeah, games. which is weird, because Amiibo are accessories to games. Games aren't accessories this to game Amiibo. This game is an accessory to the Amiibo. Which makes
0: zero sense. But I guess we'll find out in a few weeks. And in Japan, to be fair, the Japanese website just opened. Nintendo uploaded an The game video, justifies the
1: purchase of the Amiibos instead basically. of the Amiibo justifying the purchase of... Oh, wait. Either one. Whatever. Yes, Yeah, yeah. But they did, a- they
0: did just upload, very recently, an overview trailer in Japan for this game. I cannot find a single translation of what it's telling us, and the footage tells me nothing. So, we're still at square one. So, NOA in particular, you need to s- step on the gas and explain this thing. It's not in three weeks. And you could argue, well, Twi- or uh, Triforce Heroes didn't announce how that worked until, like, less than a month before release. But it was playable, and they gave details, and we knew things. This one, it's like, is it Mario Party? Is it Fortune Street? I don't know, but Nintendo's going to make a fortune off those Amiibo, am I right? So, that's basically all we know. So, yeah, this, this just makes it more and more obvious to me that a Direct going into the holidays would have been a good idea. There's so many things we don't know. And then what about, like, Xenoblade? They're doing those special mission briefings, like, once a month that don't really tell us much. I don't know. It just feels weird. And to be fair, Nintendo could announce all these things without a Direct. So, really, they're just choosing not to announce these things, which doesn't bode well for the games themselves, in my opinion. But... I'll hold out hope. Nintendo has rarely let me down completely, so we'll see. It's just, when they announced these dates, it just became extremely obvious to me how little we know and how weird it is that Nintendo just, like, isn't marketing
1: them yet. These are
0: supposedly two of their big holiday games. Why don't we know more?
1: Yeah, I mean, mean, one of those without, which one without November 20? Mario Tennis. This is the third time I've told you. (laughs) By request, opposed to just sharing. First time I remembered the date, not the game.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true.
1: Yeah. Isn't November twenty like, usually saved for, like, their biggest yep. game ever? Yep.
0: Which they don't have, because Star Fox got delayed. But November 20th is the release weekend going into before Black Friday. That's always their console release weekend. Their big holiday games, so like Metroid, Smash, all that in the past. Zelda, Mario, all those shit used that date.
1: Yeah.
0: But but we'll see. On the flip side, though, I can't be too hard and tell about everything, because on the flip side, one thing they seem to be getting right at long last is, to a large extent, the Amiibo situation, <laughs> Finally, for real this time, it's getting better. I don't think he's. Village still exclusive for some reason. But he's back. Yeah. But here's what. Wait, did I say still? He got turned not, into he, an exclusive. He got turned into an exclusive. But that's after he was already restocked at other places a little. Yeah. But here, okay, so for those who don't know, a number of previous. First, we'll do the, what is no longer exclusive, then we'll switch. A number of previously retail exclusive amiibo are now available at other stores, namely. Uh, Greninja, Lucario, Shulk are all at Best Buy. Dark restock. Pale. Dark Pick, which Little was Mac. a Best Buy exclusive, is still there, but restocked. Little Mac. Little Mac, Marth, Fox, and Captain Falcon are all at Best Buy as well with a restock. Uh, what's interesting is it's not just a small restock. You walk into Best Buy and, like, they're showering you in Amiibo. Like, you go to the game section, there's actually a huge display at my local Best Buy. like a multi You know what? those like pop-up shelves they build out of cardboard? It says, Amiibo, look who's back. And it's four entire sides just full of Marth and Lucario and Greninja and not that many Shulk, but some Shulk. Like it's all in- the exclusives, all <laughs> yeah. the old exclusives. All the old exclusives are bountiful. And they had multiple... No, Mad Night? Uh, no, Mad Night wasn't part of this. But they had multiple Dark Pits and multiple Captain Falcons. And then if you go over by like the Pick Up Your Online Order, even more Amiibo over there. Nintendo's actually pumping these things out in a nice quantity, and it kind of reminded me of how it was over in the UK when I was visiting these past couple weeks, uh, because the UK never had this issue. I went to a toy store in London called Harrods, which is their FAO Schwartz kind of. It's like a five-story mega store. Went down to the basement where they had their video game section. The entire wall was like five shelf panels of just Amiibo, and they had all of them. You want Ness? They had like thirty. You want King DDD? They had like twenty. You want individual retro three-pack characters? So you want Rob, but not Duck Hunt and not Game and Watch? They had him bountiful amounts. How about the Me Fighters? They had each one individual in large quantities. The entire row of the shelf was just the different Me Fighters. It was like paradise. Did you get any, Jason? I got DDD. Oh, ah. that's the only one. But I should have gotten a Me Fighter in retrospect. But just to have it. But uh. Did it cost more? Uh well with the I I think so because between the conversion rate and the mm. fact that I think they just have a higher MSRP over there she I think the Thor fighter kind of looks like you I should have in retrospect but yeah I but think it look, was it's me it's me spelled M I I but yeah it uh I think it was fourteen ninety nine pounds bearish pounds which the exchange rate's about buck fifty to a buck so you could do the math twenty something probably. Yikes. So it is higher for sure. But the fact is you walk in and they have every amiibo. You don't have to like jump through hoops to try and find them or wait for Best Buy to restock. But it is nice that like Golden and Silver Mario? Those are not there, but I don't think those were ever there. I don't know if those ever came out in Europe. I don't know how that worked. Hmm. But uh but it was it was just nice to like see here in the US with these restocks that's starting to look more like how Europe looks. So that, that's cool. And anecdotally, I've seen similar increases with the game and Amiibo bundles for certain games. Like, do you remember Mario Party 10 came out and you had to make sure you pre-ordered in advance in order to get the Mario Amiibo bundle with the game and they were selling out like mad and Mario Party 10 sold super well, strictly off these Amiibo, and then like a month later are like, or here's just Mario by himself, you guys, and then their value plummeted. Well, on launch day for Yoshi Woolly World, At 4.30 in the afternoon, I decided, I wonder if Best Buy has the Amiibo uh, bundle. Went on their website, did in-store pickup, 90 minutes later, walked into Best Buy, end of the day, on launch day, and walked out with the bundle, and they had extras available. Like, a lot of them. Week earlier, Chibi Robo. Walked in, got my pre-order, they had at least seven other copies with the Amiibo still in stock by the end of the day. Nintendo's finally stepping up inventory, or these games are bombing. Take your pick. But Nintendo, I think Nintendo's finally stepping up inventory. It's actually GB really world nice to see
1: Yoshi Woolly World.
0: Maybe. Yeah, that one's probably awesome. not. Yeah. No, Yarn Yoshi's are so popular. Like, and or how about the fact that uh, Amazon did sales of the blue and y- and pink Yarn Yoshis, and blue was available at least forty five minutes, which I know sounds ridiculous, but in the Nebo world, that's a big deal. And the pink one was available for like, most of the day. Yeah. And I think still might be the following day. So who knows? Yeah, so it's just like Nintendo's finally learning a little, which is nice. and we talked about this before a little, but uh you know that things are getting better like with the retro 3 pack, but we're actually seeing it happen with individual Amiibo that were hard to get in the past that are now becoming easier. And of course, the real end of the ton- the real light at the end of the tunnel here is when they kill retailer exclusives, which as you kind of already talked about, they're not doing. But even in those situations, things are looking a bit better because, like, maybe not your Toys R Us, but in general, the fact that Toys R Us are averaging hundred per store for the uh, Me Fire three pack, which is exclusive to them now.
1: Well, I mean, and that's
0: better than it used to be. I
1: mean, in that defense, like maybe the numbers are based on like previous like attendees. I mean, maybe yeah. they never even got to forty. Maybe that maybe will never showed up. So maybe forty was like more than they need. Right, right.
0: So, and it, it reminds me of the Retro three yeah. pack that GameStop did, where they had tons per store. You could walk in day of. And meanwhile, Best Buy, you know, we talked about how Falco is available for, at least in some Best Buys four days after he went on presale. That was impossible. Yeah. That sentence I just said, he's available four days after presale started. Six months ago, someone would probably slap me in the face and say I'm lying. Why would they slap me? I don't know. They could just tell me, but they would slap me in the face. Someone would. Some people probably are Yeah, no, I would. I know you would never do that. And then, like, I think the real test is going to be this coming month. Where, Mewtwo was available for a while. Yeah, Mewtwo is up for a while, and the real test is probably this coming month. Toys R Us also has an exclusive on Mega Yarn Yoshi and the Villager restock randomly, as you mentioned. So, depend how those do, what the inventory is like for those is going to be like the final test of the Nintendo figure this out. Because here's new retail exclusives, individual, not multi pack. Are there enough of them? And if the answer is yes, we might finally really be at the end here. Yeah. Which would be very nice. And would mean our podcast would be approximately a quarter less in length because we spend so much time <laughs> complaining about me, though.
1: Well, I mean, only th- for almost a year. Yeah,
0: well, only for a third of our podcast life. Wait, a fourth of our podcast life? Around our third or fourth year? Fourth.
1: Third. Third. Fourth. Fourth. This coming November will be our fourth? Yeah. Did we already go through... Yeah. Think about it. We started in
0: Skyward Sword. High, uh, that's uh, that year. That was 2011. So now 2015. We're on our fourth year. Oh. Yeah. Jeez. I know. Or maybe I'm doing this math wrong. No, no I'm doing it right. 2011 to 2012, 2012 to 2013, 2013 to 14, 14, to 15. Four years. Where did that last year go? I thought we were on a. Well, we were referencing our third year earlier. But anyway, there's other one other bit of Amiibo news worth mentioning. Uh, that's in a positive light, and that's that Mar- the Mario and Luigi Paper Mario mashup, Mario Luigi Paper Jam, is going to support Amiibo as well. 18 of them to be specific. Um, so if you own any of the Super Mario line, if you own any of the Yarn Yoshis, regular or mega, if you own an either of the Anniversary Mario Amiibo, or if you own the Mario characters from the Smash Bros line, they will all, in some function, work with Paper Jam. What will they do? Who knows? But we're going to find out a lot sooner. Unclogged
1: Paper Jams.
0: Yes. They will literally be photocopies of your Amiibo in digital form. But what we will... Um, what was I start to say? Oh, yeah, we don't know what they do, but we're going to find out a lot sooner than we thought because out of nowhere, Nintendo announced that Paper Jam is coming out this December in everywhere, every part of the world except ours. So in Japan, it comes out December 3rd. In Europe, it comes out December 4th. In New Zealand and Australia, it comes out December 10th. In America, 2016. Why? I who knows. But uh, so we should know soon enough why um, what the amiibo do. But I have to admit, this is gonna probably be like a controversial opinion. I don't mind Paper Jam not coming to us this year. I can happily wait till 2016 because, as you point out, we were talking about Hyrule Warriors. There's not a ton for the 3DS next year. We got Final Fan or Final Fantasy, Wow. Well, we got Fire Emblem Fates. We got I Hyrule Warriors Legends, and we've got Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. Hmm. Not much else. So I'd rather, like, you could argue this year's lineup isn't that great for Nintendo, but they have, like, seven or eight titles coming out this holiday. They don't have very many next year, so I'd rather have the seven or eight whatever that are already coming out than try and cram in one more game the same week as, say, Xenoblade and Devil's Third, only one of which may be of interest to someone. I don't know. It just seems to me like it's unnecessary to try and cram it in this year and have it be buried a bit when they can do it next year and, you know, give it the attention it deserves here in the States. Especially because NOA in particular is very heavily marketing Yokai Watch. It's definitely their big holiday game more so than anything else. I mean, New York Comic Con...
1: But, I mean, that is a big game.
0: Yeah, if they're trying to make it the next Pokemon. And, like, at New York Comic Con, that was the sole focus of Nintendo's presence, basically. So... For comparison, they usually put their entire the game lineup. to
1: watch for sure.
0: Indeed, indeed. But yeah, so that's uh, that's one thing that Europe gets that we don't, which is Mario Luigi. The other thing, and this is one that Nintendo America maybe should follow suit with, opposed to Paper Jam this year, is um, they're bringing back Nintendo Selects, which is their old, which is basically their budget line, like they did with Player's Choice back in the day. But this time on 3DS. So if you live in the European regions. You will soon be able to get uh, Zelda: Link Between Worlds, Star Fox 64 3D, all three versions of the Ten Dogs and Cats, Mario Test: Open, Yoshi's New Island, and Mario Party Island Tour at a budget price. It's going to be in in the UK at least. It's going to be 20 pounds, which is like 30 bucks, um, for the physical copies, and only 15 pounds for the digital eShop copies. And why this seems significant? is that, like, well, first of all, they're also going to be repackaging that gold and red packaging, like the down on the Wii for selects, with the little ribbon and everything. So that'll look nice. But why it's significant is, I'd say it's twofold. First of all, half of, over half of those games I just listed, Zelda, Yoshi, Star Fox, Mario Tennis, they all have new entries that just came out or are about to come out. So from Nintendo's perspective, dropping the price on the old ones and getting people buy the old ones Nintendo can create... dogs. Well, that's not one of the ones I just listed. I mean, one of the ones I just called out. But you're right, not that one. Four of the six have new franch- new entries coming out. So by dropping the price on at least those, they're potentially creating new fans that will then go full price for the new entries and potentially buy Wii or whatever. So it kind of branches out the fan base. The others, I think, are just, they feel like they didn't get their fair share of sales. Like, Nintendo was kind of a flop, so it gives it a second wind. Um, the second reason I think it's a good idea they're doing this, and this brings the episode full circle before we get to what we're playing, is if the 3DS is really coming to an end with NX in 2016, might as well go the budget system route, right? At the end of every system's life, it becomes dirt cheap and the games get cheap with it. So, if the 3DS is in its last year, might as well, if the system gets cheaper, put out some games that get cheaper. Might as well start milking the evergreen titles. So, if if that's the case, it would make a lot of sense for Nintendo America to do that too. So, just saying, NOA, if you're listening, make some Nintendo Directs, go ahead and hold off on Mario and Luigi, at least in my humble opinion, but do those Nintendo Selects. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the news. Yeah, with a long laugh break in the middle. Uh, so that brings us to what we're playing. Now, we obviously talked about Triforce Heroes, that's what we playing. I've been traveling and getting sick while traveling, so I don't have much to say otherwise, nothing new really, but you, sir finally got to play Cube Director's Cut. At mm-hmm. long last, after however many years of waiting, and however many, like, call-outs of the game on the show, did it live up
1: to your hopes and dreams? Was it everything you hoped for? Uh, I mean, it was, sort of. Like, there was nothing really essentially wrong with the game, but... Well, that's not a glowing review. No. There's no. nothing wrong with it. Um, what the problem was, um, the controls, I guess. Mm. Um, there were, well, two things. One, like, it was definitely one thing where you had to kind of get used to it. The aiming felt a little too stiff. hmm Like, it would either, you would either overshoot your target or undershoot it because you essentially have to point your hand at anything you want, any colored cube you want to elongate or to retract. Right. And because of that, um, sometimes you would have to, like, be walking and aiming at things, and it felt not sensitive enough and the first thing you would want to do is um like oh okay i'm gonna to go to options and change the sensitivity but it doesn't give you the option mm. and that's kind of where i was like oh. like i played all of portal on the computer right so i felt like i it probably would have been better in the long run to get like the the director's version the director's cut on steam right. or just to have like a smoother experience because i not to say i didn't have a good experience aesthetic it definitely could have been better yeah because I, I mean i hear because that, yeah. for a game like that like you definitely do want the controls to feel like nice and smooth throughout and it's not even that like you can't get used to it it just feels weird the whole time like not like like you could tell like it's that kind of offness that almost makes it kind of feel like a annoying sometimes so looking past the controls or did they did they inhibit you
0: that much or did were you able to look past events to find something oh yeah i mean like
1: like it it made some things definitely a little harder than i know they should have been just because it was more like because you like i mean sometimes you're aiming at the cubes from far away and like the slight touch of the analog would like jerk them like a Mm. little too much so Mm -hmm. you kind of have to it's a combination of aiming and positioning your body, so that you're essentially kind of aiming with. Um, you would kind of position the reticle on the horizontal level where the cube is, and then you would just walk in that direction just to uh, like, kind of. You would kind of like figure out ways to take like yeah
0: the game. You, you would
1: kind of like figure out ways to not have to like aim as much as possible. Yeah. So I mean, I, like I said, I got used to it by doing it that way. Like I tried to figure out ways to not have to move the stick that much. Right. But. A puzzle in and of itself. Yeah, but it's kind of like that thing. I I shouldn't have had to do that. You shouldn't have, yeah. But, I mean, other than that, like, I mean, the game was cool. Like, the puzzles, like, got really clever. They kept incorporating, like, new things slowly. So, what is the core mechanic? Like, what is the puzzle mechanic, for
0: those who don't know? Is
1: it... It's it's a cube of color, right? it's It's essentially just a puzzle room. You learn, um, by interacting with the colored cubes, you figure out what, how they actually come in and out of the wall. Right. So, like, blue ones launch you... Um, Red ones you could have come out in increments to create bridges or stop gaps. Yellow ones come out all at once. So, uh-huh. like, knowing that in conjunction with the other colors, you have to figure out in what order and in what in what order should I have them come out and when should I have them come out to get you from point A to point B. Hmm. It's it's essentially portal structure. Like, right. Like, straight... Just the straight to the different... Like, yeah, instead of test chambers, you're just going from one door to the next like oh how do i get to the exit and i
0: guess doesn't have the story as well does it
1: i mean it it has a story i mean it's it's not bad it's it's entertaining but i mean i liked it like i it was like control the side like it was it was pretty much what i expected and i really enjoyed it right right and i like and sometimes like you don't you're not even you're focused you're manipulating the cubes to get you're manipulating the cubes to manipulate other objects like sometimes you're dealing with like these balls that roll down so you have to like kind of create a track for it that doesn't hold back its progress and stuff Uh like that so um, it's a it's a small game it's cool i mean i would recommend it but for steam (laughs) i guess if you could get it on steam you're probably better off getting on that because i feel like the controllers would be a lot better right but you can get through it and you can get used to it so i mean it's not the end of the world it's just one of those things right right how much was it on the eShop do you remember 14 bucks oh so about the 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 regular regular price i mean i i I didn't feel it was too expensive it felt just right 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 like any other big indie game
0: yeah and you also were playing just to jump over a little um this isn't really on nintendo per se but you were playing transformers devastation a lot
1: right especially after splatoon like announced like had the Splatfist with transformers yeah. I thought like, oh, we're, we're probably going to get to Front of Devastation. I mean, we had Bayonetta, which compared to that game looks way... like There's way more things going on like graphically and right. I'm sure with like, power-wise. I mean, this game is just cell shaded and it's kind of like a simplified Bayonetta. Right. And yet it was on everything but Wii U, even PS3 and 360. See,
0: that strikes me as it had to have been Activision who published it that was saying like, we don't want to bring it to Nintendo. But the question is
1: why it even feels the fan like,
0: bases line up especially
1: that, like after like the splatoon splatter because like like oh, so all these people like are getting just exposed like oh we're doing like autobots versus decepticons and then like oh now there's this game that's coming out that actually looks really cool yeah
0: it's like in two weeks there's a new transformers game but not for all you folks it who just blathered like, like about
1: it potential <laughs> synergy yeah but maybe the first sign was maybe that um on the Splatfest, they were using the models from Robots in Disguise. Mm. So it was like the new Optimus. Right. Which after rewatching Transformers Prime shouldn't exist, assuming it's the same continuity, which they keep saying it is. But no, I'm not gonna touch on that. And then <laughs> the other side where it's supposed to be Megatron is Megatronus, which is like some purple thing. Uh-huh. But You know, know, to be honest, it could have easily been Hasbro was the
0: one Nintendo worked with in Splat, for Splatfest, and Activision with Devastation basically was like, hey Hasbro, give us the rights to Transformers. Cool, thanks. Hey Platinum, make this game for us on these systems. because yeah,
1: cool, I mean, Obviously, but, if you look at it that way, then it does make sense that Robots in this case was the one being produced. Yeah. I mean, was promoted since that is the current line. That's Hasbro, directly. I mean, Hasbro, yeah. It's Hasbro, because yeah, that's yeah. the current line. Yeah, but th- it's just like it seems like such a missed
0: and Platinum's so close to Nintendo, I know. Because they, they did Bayonetta, they did Waterfall 101, they're developing Star Fox. Like, why didn't Activision just go, well, you guys know the system, you can make it they think, Oh, They go,
1: here's this game that your console could definitely run. And it, it could be ported dirt cheap. But Platinum has you're the just tools. just not gonna get it, even though, like, yeah. we know your consumer base is now heavily aware so, of Transformers, whether so they how want similar, it to or
0: not. how similar is it to other Platinum games? Like, is it the same kind of, like, almost like you go room to room, and by room I mean sections of a city or whatever? Yeah, it's
1: extremely, extremely similar. It's, I mean, you know, they're all like that. Like, you're running, you get stopped by barricades to fight Decepticons. Uh-huh. If you dodge right before you're about to get hit, you go into slow-mo mode. I mean, it's... Sounds very familiar. Um, you switch between weapons. Like, everything is very similar. The only, I guess, difference is that you're a Transformer, and they do try to incorporate the Transforming mechanic in there a few times. Right. But you could definitely tell, like, it was designed to be, like, a brawler first. Uh-huh. but I mean kind of like um Benetta there's also like these like random like rail sections there's like they always try to mix it up so you're not just doing battling back to back to back right right but it definitely feels like Benetta which which is cool because that, that game is awesome and like this game is just filled to the brim with like g1 which generation one like transformers like references written. I don't know it is really cool you face like every character you essentially want to fight like all the Big voice actors are there, like everything is pure fan service. Yeah, pure fans is really really cool. Like, I didn't grow up with that Transformer, like, we grew up with Beast Wars, which was awesome. Just saying, it's funny that my two favorite version of Transformers are both CG Transformers. Because Beast Wars one of your favorites, I really like Beast Wars. I
0: didn't know it was one of your favorites. Oh, it's my favorite.
1: Well, I mean, we grew up with that That's like what kind of like introduced me to that world. I Uh, said so many Beast Beast Wars stories. Beast but, Wars toys. But then Transformers Prime definitely became my all-time my favorite iteration of Transformers. I'm still on Beast Wars. Yeah, that game just. I haven't I mean, that, it. that show is too good. The only Transformers
0: I've seen since Beast Wars
1: are the movies by Michael Burns. Not Ball. very good toyline though. I only got Soundwave from that toy line. Mm. Shame. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, that game is just really cool and um, just like any platinum games, the difficulty can also get really, really hard. I mean, okay. I, I tend to like to play these games on the hardest difficulty, and if I had played it on regular difficulty, like, just as an example, um, right in the beginning of the game, you fight Devastator or Combiner made of up, up of six Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, three hits from him, and you're dead. Um, like, 500 hits from you, and he's dead. Sounds like a platinum game. And But on the regular difficulty, it's like half of those hits to kill him, and it takes, like, seven hits from him to kill you. Mm. And health, like, spawns more often. Right. So, like, it's a really, really short game. And it couldn't have been it way. way faster if it hadn't been for that. But at the same time, once you finally beat him, you essentially have to, like, perfect them. Like, it just feels, like, really, really rewarding. So like, Yeah, I well, always, that's how
0: Platinum always is, is if you play it on a lower difficulty. Mm-hmm. I mean, War 4-1 and Bayonetta are, like, just to a T. You know what's funny,
1: too? Like, I I went through the game, like, pretty much, like, without you like, just struggling with every boss yeah. until like i memorized them and i got like double s rank on them right and then it wasn't until like after that uh, i was just curious like oh like i i like i like this um guy on twitter like oh, he's playing the game i'm wondering what he thinks about it and as he's playing um devastator he was playing he wasn't playing on the hard difficulty but once he was like down to low health yeah he went to he was like oh i i know i picked up some health items so he pressed start went to his inventory and then used some Repair kit that gave him back full health, and I'm like, oh my god, I have so many of these. I just never occurred to me that wow, I could do items. because in Bayonetta you always equip your items in between missions, and yeah. then it tells you like, oh, okay, left stick, left C stick is to activate it. But in this one, they never really tell you that like the D pad is to switch between weapons. So I just assumed that. I guess you just never healed like during the game, except for the <laughs> random pickups. So you made it even harder
0: on yourself than, than Platinum already was trying to do.
1: Yeah. So wow, that's. There better be an achievement for that, but I guess there wasn't. Because out. yeah, they don't, they don't
0: achieve lack of, or they don't give achievements to lack of common sense. That's a little hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> a little harsh.
1: Well, they never tell you. So I know. Well, I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Because I mean, some like Platinum games are like to a T, just like the old ones, like even just Bayonetta and uh, Wonderful One on One, like the yeah. menu system. Everything is, like, identical. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this one, I guess, just kind of threw me for a loop in that point. It's that Activision influence. I mean, the only other thing that's kind of cool, like, in between missions, you could switch between any Transformer. Yeah. And you could level them up, you could upgrade your weapons, you could synthesize stuff. But because of the game's length, you're definitely not going to have enough time to upgrade, like, your whole team. Because you could play between five different Transformers. Right. And because of the game length, you're better off just focusing on one so you can make one uber-powerful one mm-hmm. instead of five weak ones, because will just I guess weak. that makes sense. I mean, but the game is definitely designed for multiple playthroughs, so... Right, I'm yeah, because it's a score attack. Because what, what I was saying earlier is, like, all
0: Platinum games boil down to yeah. score attacks that if you play on normal difficulty or just, like, you play through them and get a high score and then you try and beat that, or if you want, to like drive yourself insane you play them on the hard difficulty and then it's just like an endurance it's test which is what really, you're basically yeah. doing especially I mean, with I'm, your lack of health <laughs> yeah like of course I'm going to go back and replay through the whole yeah, game as good yeah. luck I mean who doesn't want to do that the T-Rex so. yeah which makes it if you think about it very fitting that they're the ones developing Star Fox because Star Fox 64 and what they're trying to do with Zero is very score attack based
1: and like, they already in had Trowman and then the
0: there with that Star Fox Yeah, yeah well so. that too but, like, ba- Platinum's good at score-attack-style gameplay, and Star Fox Zero is a callback to these score-attack-style. Yeah. Star Fox, they
1: go hand-in-hand. Hand. Yeah, with that in mind, like, the, the length is perfect for that because you don't... The game is short enough that you don't get re- you don't really get tired of it. And, right. I mean, I don't know, it's just fun. Like, it's just fun. Now, if only it was on a Nintendo system. Yep. But even if it was on Wii U, I guess because it was available on PS4, I felt like I would have just had to get it for that one Because anyway. of
0: the graphics.
1: Well, I don't know the graphics were better, because I saw comparisons, and they look kind of similar, but I guess it looked smoother. Yeah, like, everything yeah. ran, like, never lagged whatsoever. Right, right. 60 One, frames. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Yep, so. we we'll recommend if you happen to own any console. Any console. Is, literally any
0: modern-day system that's not Nintendo. Yep.
1: Yeah. Worth getting. Even if like, even if you just, like, that style of game, it's worth getting. Right. If you're not your Transformers fan. But, I mean, if you want to... Indulge yourself in some old-school Transformer stuff. Then, yeah.
0: And and that is how you put the random in random Nintendo. Talking about a non-Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. And that also does it for this episode. So, uh, our next episode is coming up on November 1st, which is going to have our warm, fuzzy impressions of uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, as well as some hands-on time with the eShop's upcoming Yo-Kai Watch demo, and we'll share our thoughts on that. Uh, we also, of course, have the latest news next episode, which actually includes Nintendo's first quarterly financial earnings release under its new president, uh, who, if you forgot, his name is Tatsumi Kimishima. He's been there for about a month now, I think, month and a half. Uh, so that should be interesting. That should be interesting episode the episode's day, at least. Not just for the game pressure, but just, like, what, if Nintendo has a briefing about their uh, finances, what Kimishima's like, what he says, if he alludes to any NX stuff, It's gonna be interesting. And we also have um, other stuff coming up. So you definitely want to follow us on Twitter at Round Nintendo. Subscribe to us on iTunes because along with that stuff in future episodes, we're gonna have some Chibi Robo Ziplash impressions. We're gonna be giving full impressions of the full version of Triforce Heroes down the road in a future episode. So definitely subscribe to us and follow us so you don't miss those in the coming weeks and months. Because it's basically, as we point out, Nintendo's doing releases non-stop now. So, we're going to have impressions, 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 and news, 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 just episode after episode after episode. So, you don't want to miss any of that. Uh, if you want to hear everything about games in between those episodes, obviously keep it locked to ramtown.com as well as content there. And you can also follow us individually on Twitter. I am JSR7. Angel is Wero. That's W E I R O underscore O. That's also the me Meverse handle. My Meverse handles Jason R. Feel free to friend or follow us on there, and enjoy the new ads that they put on the website. Because with the slick redesign of the website, they decide now it's time to make some money off it. So, have fun with those great ads. They are not that annoying, but it sucks that they have ads on there now. Uh, anyway, but yeah, that, that, you
1: know, let us know if um if we should next time cut uh, a two minute long laugh. Yeah, track. if there's a two minute weird
0: laughing thing. Leave a comment that you don't like, such as the one that happened this episode. Leave a comment on episode uh, 109's blog post and let us know. We also... We don't really plug it enough, but
1: we honestly... Normally, we like to just like, keep it nice and... And uncut. professional. Nice and uncut and professional, but... I mean, it also would have been weird. I mean, it's not that we really left ourselves with an extra transition to cut it.
0: That's true. We, well, we,
1: there was just endless laughing, so we
0: could cut any laugh, yeah. any other <laughs> laugh. But what I was going to say is we never really say it at the end of our shows, but if you ever have your own thoughts on anything we talk about, if you disagree with anything I'm saying, anything uh, Angel's saying, if you agree with anything we're saying, leave a comment on the blog post. Let us know. We want... It. This could be a two-way street, and we'd love for it to be. So definitely share your thoughts, because we're just telling you our thoughts. We're not going to be all and end all, so we want to hear what you think. And also, if you like the show, leave a review on iTunes. That will boost us up through the rankings. That will get more opportunities for us to provide you more stuff in the future, because we'll be able to leverage that somehow in some way, I all know. But as always, thanks for listening. When we're back in two weeks, I should be fully healed from my British ailment and sound normal. And until then, enjoy the many, many, many games Nintendo just keeps on releasing. Without any info. With no info. I hate that there's no info.